quiet time here. You know, it's quiet. It's like quiet and reflective. We, yeah, we're a nation in limbo. We are. We are a nation in the limbo. We we're, we're a nation in limbo. We have no way, no way to go. We have no way to lean. Right. We're waiting. We're just waiting. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be months now of just waiting for something to change. Right. And uh, But it is exciting because we did have just have the election, and, and uh, that was great. I mean... I got to tell you, what? since you, since we're talking about it, okay. since you brought it up, yeah, we are what? How many days after? We're four, uh, five week. days. No, it's been a week now, right? It's Tuesday, so it was last Tuesday we had week an election. We would have we've been a week with a shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is fucking insane already. <laughs> but I have to say the best thing. Oh, sorry, you were gonna go. You were gonna say no, no. You so. please. No, go ahead. Because I no, feel no, like I, I interrupted you. Really, I have yeah. to say the best thing that's ever happened to me, maybe in my entire life. Happened right outside of Philadelphia at a place called the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> that is about the best thing that has ever happened in the history of the world. It's pretty great. It's, it's really pretty great. great. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it is just the gang that couldn't shoot straight ever. <laughs> it's the best. I mean, the, the best part is that they had the either the balls or the stupidity when they found out, when they showed up and they realized it wasn't the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown right. Philadelphia, that it was some right. landscaping place between a crematorium and a dildo shop. Sure, sure. That they realized, let's, let, we don't have to cancel. We can just do it right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's make lemonade out of, these, out of this dildo <laughs> shop and crematorium. We can do this. Like, I, I, why, why would you not cancel it and just not do it? Uh, because that's not what they do. They go, we meant to do this. That's the playbook. It's so hilarious. Yeah, we meant this. <laughs> uh, so a joke on Twitter. I have to. I have to shout out. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he said, "Caught between a cock and a charge place." <laughs> that's great. And uh, shout out to whoever that was because that's, that's fucking hilarious. I saw another one today that I loved on Twitter, which was a, a screenshot from like Fallout Four. And it, it, in the same text, it said in the upper right, it was like this desolate, you know, building or whatever. And in right. the corner, it said, you've discovered Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Like, <laughs> like, you, like you just came across it in the wasteland. That was a brilliant one, too. I've seen so people are using it as their Zoom backgrounds <laughs> in yeah, meetings. Right. It's that's fucking right. hilarious. You it cannot. Really you cannot. No one could have written a funnier scene than that. Like Larry David. Never came up with that. I mean, it's no, just it's Monty true. Python. No, it's just like the perfect summation of the last four years. It is, yeah, yeah. Just and hilarious. it's a it's a good way to, for them to go out, don't you think? <laughs> it really is, right? It really is. <laughs> man, oh man! Oh my god, it was just so crazy. But that that was probably my favorite thing that's happened recently. That just tickled me to no end, and it, it'll continue to tickle me. I think for years. When I'm feeling down, I'll just have to think about Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> I'll have a totally. little, little in, inner giggle to help me out <laughs> in the bad times. <laughs> and the, the Four Seasons folks handled it very well. They, they claimed they would have hosted any political party member that wanted to have a press conference there. So they, they would turn no one away based on... <laughs> platform or ideology so you know good for them i guess they're, <laughs> they're very like, ag political agnostic i guess you know it's like you our know. parking lot is open to anybody that wants to use it <laughs> 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 the hedges have been trimmed recently <laughs> this is our practice run of hedges 
<laughs> I imagine you have to practice trimming hedges at a landscaping firm. I would think so. I would think that would be think? part of your training, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Speed speed hedge trimming? Yeah, that's right. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I love that so much. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, great. It is really great. The rest of it is not so great, however. No, but, you know, things are going to get better. I feel like things are going to get better now, you know, yeah. start to get better. I, I, I wanted more of a statement that the country wasn't a bunch of racist assholes. Yeah. I, I really wanted more of a statement. I would have liked I don't that. like this neck and neck garbage still feels like shit. It really does. Like <laughs> it, it, every vote that came in broke my heart, you know, for for, for Trump because it's of just course. like, who yeah. are you? Yeah. Like, I could see if you did it by mistake four years ago. You're like, Right. Yeah. I, that's whatever. what I expected, too. Like so many people being like, oh. <laughs> that's not what we were expecting right exactly at all <laughs> right <laughs> but no barely anybody yeah but now you know you know exactly what you're buying and you're still like yeah give me that uh big sack yeah, of shit give me that again yeah, give right. me like, five seconds on that <laughs> like really <laughs> it's just yeah well no one else is going to support my racism yeah that's right that's the that's what they're thinking that's exactly right and it is, it's soul crushing. You know, I, I, I had such a depression in 2016 after the election because you I, really did. You were struggling. My, my yeah. Friend. I felt like the, I lost all my faith in humanity. Right. And on election day this year, I thought I was going to get it back. And then as the votes were rolling in and it was close, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Still nope. Still no. Still no faith <laughs> in humanity. But I mean, you have to be buoyed slightly by the outcome, right? For sure. What's transpired in the past seven days has to buoy you some. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's, I'm just not as depressed as I was then, but I'm still like, sure. this is this is not good. How are we ever going to get out of this, you know, this mood? Right, right. It could, I mean, it could be that this is just the way change happens. And in, in 12 years, we're going to have a phenomenal country. <laughs> I hope you're right. But, you know, who knows? Who it's knows? Just, it's, it's hard to say. It really is hard to say. But I guess we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, next time you come down, we should head on over to Four Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> we should and, and just shake a few hands see what's up maybe they would let us record an Br- episode bring a there. podium <laughs> yeah we could just record an episode we are live from four seasons total landscaping <laughs> i love that we could have some guests maybe they drop by you know in all four seasons buddy but and here's the thing you just yeah. made a good point though what do you got because we haven't what seen each I, other what i say we, <laughs> we haven't seen each other in person since march yeah. At least, right? Glorious. <laughs> but maybe if we recorded outside and social distanced uh-huh. in the parking lot of Four Seasons Total Four Landscaping. Four Seasons Total Landscaping. We could have a remote, you know, a show apart from each other, but in the same place. You know what I mean? Outside, social, oh, social yeah. distance. No, I'm there, buddy. I'm there. We I'll could set totally up a that. work table. Yeah six to ten feet away from you that's what i'm talking about run some cables we're golden run some cable what yeah what do we need we'll run some cable we'll trim some hedges well there's the cables there's the hedges (laughs) there's the microphones microphones (laughs) well we could totally do it if the four seasons total landscaping people would have us that's right i imagine right now they're probably getting a lot of bookings for other events you know i i bet you're right weddings bar mitzvahs you know, I you, bet you, you lots of it. people, yeah, lots of people want to do that. <laughs> I bet they do. Well, no. it is it is 23 minutes from my current location. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Good, good, so good. So we could get there in no time. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love this idea. Yeah, it's a pretty great idea. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I uh, I, w- I want to do 
is, uh, did you hear about the, that uh, Trump has started this like hotline where you call in and you report potential voter fraud? No. Yeah. And it's like, uh, and, and young people, God bless them, are trolling him mercilessly so they call oh, the num- yeah, they call the number and do all kinds of hilarious stuff oh that's fantastic yeah i want to do that too i want to call the number and like you know come up with some sort of phony story that that takes forever to tell in in my inimitable oh, yeah, style I mean, you seem like the prime candidate for this yeah exactly just, just tell them like an actual story from your life right <laughs> <laughs> you'll bore the shit out of them it'll go on forever that's right i could tell them about the time my cat bit me and i fell down the stairs and broke my nose <laughs> And then, um, and I could just go on and on and just not let them off the phone for like an hour. <laughs> I totally want to do this. Yeah, I think you should. I and record should it. Yeah, 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 we should record then it. Then we, we'll play some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to do prank calls when people call me, but in this case, I'll make an exception. Yeah, I mean, you, come on. You got to go the other way on this one. Yeah, this one requires a special a You got to play treatment. both ways on this one, buddy. <laughs> I think you got to right. be able to play both ways. <laughs> and I would encourage all our listeners to do it too. Call in and uh, and just say whatever. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it if you do it. Yeah, some of the kids are playing music over the thing. Like there's songs that say fuck just Trump or whatever. Just tying up those lines. Yeah, exactly. Or just, you know, whatever. It's There's a couple YouTube videos you can watch about this. And it's pretty hilarious. I'll call as Dave Moss. Yes, I love this. <laughs> there we go. Or you could call as Ricky Roma and do the whole Ricky Roma speech. <laughs> right? <laughs> who is this <laughs> who am i talking to all voting booths smell to thank him <laughs> to thank him for uh yeah i mean they would be just as confused as we were about that to thank her right. speech <laughs> all voting booths smell, smell. vaguely <laughs> of democracy very vaguely these <laughs> days <laughs> yes <laughs> but you actually i want to point something out you actually voted this year which is a little unusual for you right uh yeah i abstained many many years well, running i want to thank you because you voted in an, an important swing state well this one was just too much to deny yeah well thank you for doing that yeah yeah hey that's all right and enjoy jury duty sucker <laughs> you <laughs> i'll get out of it <laughs> I got I got tons of tried and true methods to get out of a jury duty. Good. Okay. Yeah. You just stand up and say all cops are pigs. That'll get you out right there. And they kind of like they're like, well, this guy isn't really gonna look at it our way. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. You can all help. right. All right. Good. Well, welcome everyone to Glenn Gary Glenn Ross Infinite. The Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite Podcast. Your source for remote recording from a landscaping place. <laughs> a better way to look like complete imbeciles. <laughs> Which is really the point of this podcast, when you think about it. I mean, that's where we, yeah, we zeroed in on that early. Yeah, maybe it's not the point, but it's, it's the takeaway anyway. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the crux. That's right, yeah. 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 Well, buddy. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into the the numerology hour, yeah, <laughs> uh, I would like to play a little game with you. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I love games. It's a little movie night, theme night, game night, theme <laughs> game. All right. Well, game. I've got my popcorn. It's already buttered. It was pre-buttered. 
Pre-buttered? Yeah, pre-buttered popcorn. What do you mean? Like you like microwave bag pre-buttered or like, what do you mean pre-buttered? It's a, it's a new innovation I've been working on, pre-buttered popcorn. <laughs> you pre-butter the popcorn. Like at what stage? <laughs> you just, before you pop it, you just put a stick of butter in there with it. A stick. Yeah, a whole stick. And then one stick one of stick, butter. One stick of butter. And then as it pops, it just butters itself. Man. It's very innovative. I can hear your arteries clogging <laughs> from here. <laughs> I mean, that's a strong microphone, but man. <laughs> uh, that's, that is really pre-buttering it. I thought maybe you went out to the cornfield, <laughs> started slathering them down out there. <laughs> <laughs> that would really be pre-buttering. That's it. pre. Yeah. That's pre-buttering in my book. That's very pre. Where you just bury a stick of butter like in the, in the <laughs> ground with the when you plant the corn. Yeah, when you plant the corn, you plant some butter <laughs> that's with it. Right, it just comes up pre-buttered. <laughs> <laughs> a, a better way to pre-butter your popcorn. <laughs> One stick of butter and a salt shaker in every spot where they put the corn. Then, you, then you're good to go. You're ready. Yeah, guy's a heart attack farmer. <laughs> He's sowing the seeds of heart attacks. Sowing the seeds of heart attacks. <laughs> I like it. All right. So you got your popcorn pre-buttered. You got your flannel PJs on. Yes. Your feet are up. <laughs> I would have my soft-eaten licorice. Right. As you know. As you know. Got to be soft-eaten. What do you remember mean? That little, remember that rhyme? When, I mean, maybe you didn't know. In my, when I was a kid, there was a little licorice rhyme. I think it's why I like licorice. Oh, so I don't much. know this rhyme. If you're feeling cross and bitterish, don't just sit and whine. Think of a banana split and licorice, and you'll be feeling fine. Wow. <laughs> I never heard that before. Really? Yeah. Uh, my mom used to say it to me. Do you actually get to eat the, um, the banana split and licorice, or you just think about it? Well, in the poem, you're just thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, that was enough for me when I was a kid. Yeah, just thinking about it? Yeah, just be like, mm, someday I'll have licorice again. <laughs> <laughs> and how bad could the world be if someday I'll have licorice again? That's a good way to look at it. Right? Yeah, I like it. Someday we'll have licorice again, Someday buddy. we will. Right? And a banana split. And we'll be feeling fine. You bet your ass. <laughs> all right, so we're all set with our Sniggies. Yes. Sniggy snacks. I'm going to show you <clears throat> Nymphomaniac Volume 1. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with the the Lars von Trier double dip of of Nymphomaniac films? No, sir. They're pretty good. I mean, they really are. They're dramatic and taut, a little corny at times, but like pretty. Yeah, pretty. pretty it's like the psychology of of Nymphomania. Okay. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, it tries to go high road. All right. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to show you The Brown Bunny. you familiar with this film? <laughs> I uh, Only by reputation. I've never really? seen it, but I've heard it's fucking crazy. Oh, something tells me then you might be on the right track to winning the game night, theme night, movie night game. Okay, good. All right. And then finally, wrapping up the evening with the Bob Guccione produced Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's a sexy, sexy night. It really <laughs> is. Whoever the, the whatever. The, okay. So it's, okay. The theme, it is. <laughs> Those flannel PJs just got a little smaller, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Nymphomania, the Brown Nymphomaniac Bunny. Nymphomaniac Volume 1. Nymphomaniac Volume 1, the Brown Bunny. 
Is that what the it's called? The Brown Bunny. The Brown Bunny. Vincent Gallo, written and directed. Okay, and then um, Caligula. And Caligula, yes, sir. I mean, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. And That's all you can do. It's about orgies? <laughs> I mean, close. You're in the world. Okay. Uh, 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 you want to throw another guess out, or would you like me to let you off the... <laughs> Off, off the, the, the hook erection shaped, wagon, the, off as it the were. hook shelf, hook shaped <laughs> dildo. Uh, let's see what um, uh, is it about? Um, yeah, I don't know. That uh, some kind of sexual thing. These Something are sexy. three. Yes, it is some kind of sexual thing. It is, these are three films in which uh, the, the actors in the film actually did the deed. Ah, okay, gotcha. As opposed to doing it a love scene style, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ask, you know what I mean, of uh, of your actors. I Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, in some cases it's an offer <laughs> from the actor. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe that's true. Maybe like I think oftentimes it does happen that way. I don't think in the case of Caligula, I think Guccione just made them all do that. But I think in, in other, like, they're just like, well, why don't we just do this? Wow. I'm single, you're single, or not. Right. You know, then there's always uh, what's that other movie um, where Marlon Brando raped the young woman in, uh, you know, it was the whole thing that got Roman Polanski into trouble. Right, 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 right. right. Where she was like 15 years old and they had all these sex scenes and apparently he actually may have uh, actually that done it. That did not come point. up in my research, but shame on you, Brando. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was like traumatized after this movie. And then, of course, well, they blackballed Roman Polanski because he was a some sort of pedophile. Sure, whatever. some some sort, some sort. You know, one of those <laughs> sorts. Good people on both sides, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, there you go. Well, you get you got there. That was interesting. We got there. Yeah, movies where people actually did it. Yeah, not non simulated sex scenes. That's crazy. And that one in the brown bunny. Hua. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you if you like Chloe Sevigny at all, right, with her superfluous third nipple. <laughs> I mean, that's just one more extra goodie, if you ask me. <laughs> that's like buy two get one. Now it's too much. You know what I mean? It's buy, like I was buy fine. Buy two get one free. Wait, what? <laughs> I was fine with the two nipples, but that third one just freaks me out. Nah, no. Bring up how many nipples you got. Bring all of them. <laughs> Can you bring all of them with you? <laughs> I think you Thank have you. to. I mean, you don't, yeah. have, you don't really have any choice, do you? You can't leave them behind. I mean, I don't know. It's the, We're getting to a weird place medically in this country. <laughs> Maybe you can bring a nipple or leave a nipple. <laughs> Take a nipple, leave a nipple. There'll be a little dish at your bodega. That's right. And if you if you need one for some reason. If you forgot your extra nipples at home, you just take one. <laughs> I, I love where the future is headed, buddy. That's not sanitary, you know. <laughs> That's not. No, you got to sanitize them yourself. That's right. <laughs> You've been sitting in that dish all day. At the bodega, too, you know? The, yeah, right, right, right. The bodega cat might have been, like, playing with them or something. You don't know. Oh, you know if one falls, he's all over that thing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not getting it back, as a matter of fact. I don't, yeah, I don't, don't think he'd even want it back, right? No, probably not. Yeah. Not at that point. That's all yours, buddy. <laughs> That's what you say to your cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, all right. Now we're getting into the other stuff. All right, well, let's uh, let's do it. What number are we up to? 
This is episode 63. Science, math, and geology. Another stuff is numerology. Numerology. 63 is the natural number following 62 and preceding 64. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, I asked for it. That was, that was the power of music in me. Oh, that fucking song. <laughs> that is the other Canadian power trio. The one that isn't Rush. Triumph. Triumph, yes. Yeah, that's the magic power of the music in me. Yeah. Because I'm young and wild. And I'm free. <laughs> I mean, I w- were you also 12 when you wrote that? <laughs> yeah. Like the lyrics, the lyrics leave a little to be desired. Uh, everything about Triumph left a little to be desired, if I remember. I correctly. suppose that's true. You know, yeah. And what was that shit you were listening to when we got going? What was that? Flying a kite? I like fl- flying kites is fun. What the fuck is that? What kites are fun? What the fuck was that shit? Kites are fun by the free design. The free design. Yeah. Because no one would pay if they asked. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Now that's music. That's real music it's for real garbage, men. Buddy. Real men. It's garbage. <laughs> I couldn't even take it. I, t- I listened to 10 seconds of it. I was like, what is this shit? You left the Zoom meeting because I of did. It. I like, had to log right out. It was too much for me. You, it was overwhelming. You bailed. You just jumped off the ship. I challenge anyone to go listen to this shit and listen to it for longer than 10 seconds. I challenge anyone. <laughs> do it. Can't I, be done. I want you, everybody to do it and then report back and let us know if you liked it or not. Can't be done. What is it? The free dumpster? What is it? No, it's the free design and the song is called <laughs> Kites Are Fun. It's the worst song you'll ever hear. That's false. It's, 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 it's the kind of music make you smile, give you a good feeling, make you think about licorice and banana Ooh. splits. No, it's the kind of... Song that makes you feel like music fell into the wrong hands. <laughs> like these people should not be empowered with the music. <laughs> I did not feel the magic power of the music in them. Well, I mean, maybe you're not so young, wild, and free anymore. Maybe they're not, you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe so. Dueling Dinos. <laughs> All right, 63 is a deficient composite number. Aw, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, other composite numbers are like, <laughs> get a load of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Deficient over here. A little deficient, yeah. right? It is a highly cotocient number. Nice. Right? It's a Woodall number. What's that? You know, it's all wood. Oh, oh okay, got it. <laughs> 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 even the joinery is wood. They didn't even use metal fasteners. It's wood all. It's it's also the third Delanoi number. Delanoi. Delanoi. That's one we haven't heard before, right? I Am I right about that? Yeah, like wood all. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, wood all's a lot to break down, but okay. a Delanoi. Delanoi. Lay it on me. It's the number of paths from the southwest corner of a rectangular grid to the northeast corner. <laughs> Using only single steps. <laughs> That's fantastic. Delanoi. Del- <laughs> Delanoi. So we're trying to get to this same block just opposite us. What do we do? You Delanoi. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Here's the number of steps you need to take and we're then you'll Delanoi be there. it right this way. <laughs> <laughs> that is bizarre. It's pretty crazy. That's really weird. 
Uh, 63 is palindromic. Oh. And it is a rep digit in bases 2, 4, 8, 20, and 62. Oh, yeah, 62. Sure. Right. Right? Right. 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 You remember. Yeah. 63 is the smallest whole number that can be divided by any number from 1 to 9 without repeating decimals. Come on. Yeah. That's crazy. That, that is pretty crazy. Without think repeating would, decimals. Okay. Yeah, sure. You'd get to that prior to 63, you'd think. Right. You'd think you'd get some other halves or whatever. Right. Now, this is highly divisible. This is highly divisible. Amazing. Yeah. Kind of like our country. <laughs> Highly divisible. 63. That's funny. 63. Okay. What's going on there? <laughs> I'm just trying I'm, to... I'm, that's, what, what's happening? I'm just trying to get my head into 63. Like, what's what's all about 63? I hadn't really thought about 63 before as a number. <laughs> you know, as a number, we're, 63. We're I never thought about it. 10 minutes into the segment. What do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> I never thought about it before. I never really considered the number 63 very much. Well, that's what we're doing here. I know, but this is why it's interesting because, you know, I've never done that before. All right, well, stick in there. We got a lot more to get through. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. 63 is the atomic number of europium. Ooh, europium. That's fun. And as we've been for several weeks in the lanthanides, yeah. we'll find that this is also a lanthanide. That's very comforting to know. Right? Yeah. Let's just hunker down in the lanthanides for a while, That's huh? That's right. Right? And europium, that sounds great. Like, you know, it's very European. Yeah. It's very, you your, know. Your Anglophiles like you love europium. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. You do. I'm all about it. Europium is a chemical element with the symbol EU. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That fits. EU. That uh-huh. fits. Yeah, uh-huh. I like uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the atomic number 63, europium, is the most reactive lanthanide by far. Wow. Having to always be stored under an inert fluid to protect it from atmospheric oxygen or moisture. That's fantastic. Both of which will make it unstable. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice, like especially with winter, you know, sort of coming upon us now. It's getting dark later. It's starting. There's a chill in the air. It's nice to just cuddle up in bed under a a nice warm layer of inert fluid. You know what I mean? It just feels so good to get under that fluid and just get all cozy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, inert fluid, baby. <laughs> it's like uh, all those people in the 70s with water beds. That's right, yeah. They were laying on inert fluid. That's right. But that fluid was usually moving around, too. It was like, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah. Restless leg syndrome. <laughs> right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Europium is also the softest of the lanthanides. Come on. But don't say that to its face. No, I would never. It can be dented easily with a fingernail and cut with a knife. Oh, and it feels so right. Ah, a little Brian Adams with your lanthanides. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Yeah. It's so sore. It's like a knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, when oxidation is removed, a shiny white metal is visible. Hmm. Europium was isolated in 1901 and is named after the continent of Europe. Well done. <laughs> Europium was first found, however, by Paul Emile Lecoq de bois Boisbois. <laughs> who obtained basic fractions from samarium and gadolinium 
concentrates, which had spectral lines not accounted for by either of those two things. Huh. Yeah. So there's got to be something else in there because of these spectral lines. Sure. Those will, those will always throw you off. We'd be like, aha, aha, spectral lines, eh? <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> something else in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what it tells you every time. Every time. Uh, however, the discovery of europium is generally credited to French chemist Eugene Anatole de Macre. De Macre. Who suspected samples of the recently discovered element samarium were contaminated with an unknown element. Huh. But he was able to isolate that element in 1901. He then named it europium. All right. Right? That's, that's like, again, taking... <laughs> Some lemons and turning it into lemonade. He's like, I think this is contaminated. And they said, no, wait a minute. Maybe, just maybe, there's something good here. Well, I'm going to take issue with your analogy. Okay. It's really not at all like taking lemons and making lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) It's like thinking you have lemons and you're about to make lemonade, only you find out it's something other than lemons. There you go. Yeah, you have. Yeah. That's better. You, that you that have, is better. That you yeah. have limes. Well, it's more accurate. I don't know if it's better. And that you have limes. It's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I got some limes out of this. I'm going to go make a drink. Make myself a gin and tonic. There you go. I why, Yeah. Could you please loosen up and have a drink every once in a while? Uh, every once in a while I do. Yeah? Yeah. Not very often, but every once in no, a while. No, not very often. No. And usually not, not around. often enough. Usually not around other people either. You drink alone, eh? I guess. You and John Bobby Thorogood. What was that guy's name? Oh, uh, yeah. What was that? Oh, he was terrible. I hated that guy. <laughs> I drink alone. What was that guy's name? George. George Thorogood. George Thorogood. There you go. Bobby. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Bobby Thorogood. There's not a single George Thorogood song that I enjoy. You don't like one bourbon, one scotch, one beer? No. You don't like bad? Oh, God, no. I don't actually mind bad to the bone. I mean, I never put it on. <laughs> but if it is on, I'll imagine, you know, the nurses gathering around and the whole deal. <laughs> the nurses? Yeah. Now on the day I was born. Oh, right, right, right. The, the nurses, nurses all, all gather around. around. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I don't like any of that. That's terrible. You don't? It's all terrible. Okay. There's just something about it that has this, like, phony machismo to it that's just like yeah no it's it's 100% that 100% that yeah all day every day it's but you listen to go fly a kite that's right like what yeah there's no phony the the lack of any machismo that's right fake or otherwise there's no phony machismo in kites are fun (laughs) there's no machismo (laughs) same thing not not phony nor otherwise there's no mo (laughs) there's no cheese and there's no other mo (laughs) There's nothing. It's, no, it's genuine. It's genuine joy. That's all it is. Just pure it out of someone's soul. I can't wait till the people weigh in on this. <laughs> I can't wait. Garbage music. So, yeah, if, if, if you had to listen to either Bad to the Bone or Kites are Fun, which one would you listen to? I, I swear to you, <laughs> it would be Bad to the Bone. Ugh. And I hate Bad to the Bone. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going kites are fun. Of course you are. Yeah. Ugh, it's just such a garbage song. <laughs> you didn't even hear the whole thing. I didn't have to. <laughs> All right. One final thing about Europium. Okay. 
It's a dopant. What? A dopant. <laughs> hun, hun, we're closed. Oh. <laughs> we're closed. We're, we ain't dopant. <laughs> Otherwise known as a doping agent. Oh, okay, fine. A dopant. Dopant. It's a dopant. Ins- <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it until it doesn't sound like a word anymore. <laughs> yeah, too late. Dopant. <laughs> It's uh, dopant in types of glass and in some lasers. Oh, that's nice. And in other optoelectronic devices. Optoelectronic. Now we're talking. Optoelectronic devices, baby. There we go. With lasers. Pew, pew. Europium oxide is widely used as a red phosphor in television sets and in fluorescent lamps. All right. And is an activator for yttrium-based phosphors oh now see this is great it's working with yttrium it does work and play well with others that's nice yeah it is nice yeah yeah that's the spirit of europium i like the spirit of europium (laughs) it's another triumph song (laughs) it was the b-side to the magic of music or whatever that other horrible song is the spirit of europium starring chris christopherson (laughs) Barbara Hershey. Ooh. <laughs> Amanda Siegfried. <laughs> and Kate Hildebrandt. <laughs> I don't know. What am I even saying? I don't know, but I want to see this movie. <laughs> you, I do too. Yeah, the spirit of Europium. And by the way... You, I, know, you could get in there with a cast list once we go, once we establish starring. Right. Feel free to throw a guy or gal out there. Oh, okay. I thought it was like you were doing a thing. No, no. it's We do it together. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Call and response style. Okay. <laughs> well, I have to say, Barbara Hershey is... Uh, I love Barbara Hershey. She's very sort of underappreciated, I think. Geek-a-le-goo-goo. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Who would they play? Who would they play? John Hamm, Jacqueline Van Damme, Heather Graham, the boys from Wham. Who would they play? Who would they play? Chris Pratt, John Young. I mean, can I tell you yeah. how much I love just being able to say <laughs> and having you know exactly what I meant? <laughs> Barbara Hershey was in so many big movies like in the 80s and 90s. I mean, she really yes. was like mass in massive, huge movies. And she's always really good. She's she's always very good. You're right about that. Yeah. And and a career that spans decades. Yeah. She's been doing it forever. Yeah. she's. Uh, I think she's terrific. Um, she has since mangled her face with plastic surgery, oh, which is no. really sad. That is sad. Yeah. I hate to hear that. Yeah. Um, but man, what a talent. Right? What an unbelievable talent she was. Yeah, she really is. Um, so where do you like her? I mean, she could go in a lot of places. She could. You're right. She is very versatile. She's very versatile. That's a great... It's, it's tough because she's she is so versatile, but she comes across... It's weird because like in some movies, like in Hoosiers, for example, she comes across as like a Midwestern teacher. You know what I mean? God damn, she's so good in Hoosiers yeah, too. Yeah, she's man. great. So fucking good. And then you watch uh, The Last Temptation of Christ or The the Natural and she's like uh, a temptress. You know what I mean? So right. So she can, she right. can kind of do a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of thinking like a Link, like a yeah. Jim Link. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> a link. A link. A link. What do you think? Mm. Of, what do you think? A link. I mean, I like it. I think she'd be great at it. That, but that's not. It shouldn't be the criteria because I think she'd be great at all of it. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, it's, it's tough because you're right. It's, it runs the gamut. She, she really does. She could really pull it off. Yeah, she really. But uh, can. hmm. She doesn't strike me as a moss, like an angry. I don't see her doing a lot of like anger. Right. No. She. Yeah. She, she is an undercurrent of that emotion. It doesn't come out. Right. It's not up front with her. That's right. Um, boy, I'd like to see her as a Balin. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd be great. She probably would. Yeah, great as a Balin. I think she would be great as a Balin. And why couldn't we have a? Well, let's, a lady cop doesn't change a thing. No, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. In fact, maybe adds a dynamic. It definitely no does. No offense to Jude. <laughs> no, you're right. It really does. If you had an all male cast with a female Balin, that would really with a like, female Balin. Yeah. Next time I direct that play, I'm totally casting a female Balin. I love that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I mean, can you see her saying, get in the goddamn? Of course. You know? Of course I can. <laughs> I can see that. I can see it But clearly. okay, but if you're, are you stick, are you strong on Link? You feeling strong about the Link? I could go either way. I can go Because I could too. I could, Ugh. and I, I love and hate when we do this. I know. This, well, these are the hard ones, right? When we're like trying to right. find somebody who's so good they could fit many things. Uh, I like the Balin idea. I mean, since we. You do? Really? I do. Oh, I'm flattered. Especially since we're probably not going to have a lot of Who Would They Plays left to go. We doesn't should, seem like we it. should take the opportunity of putting her into uh, an interesting role that would provide a new dynamic. I agree, a hundred percent. All right, done. Fantastic. Yeah. Are we going? Would you like to hear who Barbara is entering the corral with? You know, I do. <laughs> okay. This is batshit psychotic. <laughs> this corral. <laughs> this is us at our worst, best. I don't know. Okay. So uh, we start with Bo Outlaw, <laughs> the mediocre power forward. Yeah, yeah, of course. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then Michael Jack Schmidt <laughs> is apparently a Balin. Nice. Right? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's really good. He'd have to hold on to that, that classic Schmidt mustache, oh, right? Oh, please. You would hope. Yeah, don't show up unless you got the mustache. That's part of the contract, right? right? Yeah. And then Fred Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, I mean, yeah. That was, that's that's I remember, its own kind of thing. I remember that now. Get in the goddamn room. Get in the goddamn room. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And then um, Forrest Whitaker as Saw Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Hershey will know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for and that. Then Barbara. And then Barbara. That's fantastic. That's a pretty great corral. That is a really wild corral. That's up there, my favorite corrals of all That's time. That's a really good one. <laughs> Can we play the ID, IMDb game with Barb? Would you like to? I I'd was like just going to gonna ask. Yeah, because... Uh, I ha- I, yes, and there is a ton of money in my pocket. Right oh, now. I'm not wow. even going to lie. And I think I have a decent shot at it here. I feel pretty good about you not knowing or having seen a few of these. Oh, okay. All right. Darn. Okay. Uh, let's. I'm going to go with Hoosiers. Okay, yeah, no. I would have wow. I would have started with Hoosiers, but no. All right. Not on the list. Eh, eh. The right stuff. Eh, eh. Wow. I know. This is crazy. It is crazy. Uh wow. Um The Last Temptation of Christ. Eh, yeah, eh. I knew that wasn't gonna be on there. I'm sorry, buddy. Well what th- what is on there? I mean <laughs> I mean Barbara Hershey. I'm trying to take the Hershey okay. Highway here and all I'm getting is <laughs> eh, eh. 
Now see, now see, now see. <laughs> Does you make me want to stop? <laughs> stop what? Like you, you do a disservice to me, to Miss Hershey, to the town of Hershey, <laughs> to all chocolate. I don't know how to feel about what you just said. <laughs> it's it's offensive. It's 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 base. It's beneath you. No, you know what it is. Is you took it the I wrong mean, way. It's you. It's often beneath you. <laughs> the Hershey Highway. That is usually. <laughs> but you took it the wrong way. All I said was the Hershey Highway, but you had to take it the wrong way. I was. I you think know. you knew what you were doing <laughs> when you did it. <laughs> no, That's what it I. It was think. completely innocent, and you right. you you took it in your mind in the wrong direction. You just. Well, then my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the top four in the IMDb are a little movie out of twenty. One is the a little movie out of twenty ten, very popular. Oh. Um, Black Swan. Oh, okay, sure. Right. Yeah. Remember hearing about that? Yes. It's a little solo masturbation scene in there <laughs> that had everybody uh, on the internet chatting it up. Is that what it is? I know I heard that it was kind of r- racy in some way, but I've never seen it, so I don't know. Uh... You've never seen it? No. No, I didn't see it either. But you, you know, you you Google that scene, <laughs> don't you? I haven't. No. Natalie Portman t- t- tickling the bean. You're not going <laughs> to check that out. I haven't seen it yet. No. Thank you for letting me know about it, though. Natalie Portman ringing the devil's doorbell herself. <laughs> You're not herself. <laughs> All right. Then we move into a great, a great movie, and she is very great in this vulnerable. I love this movie. She plays the wife of of defense in a little movie called Falling Down. Oh, I love Falling Down. Yeah, of course, right? I love that movie. How great is she in that? She is great. Uh, and then a, a little a uh, little horror movie that I know was very popular, but I, popular it was very popular. It was also very maple, very piney. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very popular. Uh, it's called Insidious. I never saw. I it. haven't seen that either. Yeah, but people love it. All right, people do love it. And then a movie I never heard of called Norma. Norma. That's out of, uh, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Character named Norma in a movie called 1114. Oh. And that was made in 2003. Wow. All right. I'm surprised yeah. none of the like big 90s movies, I mean, The Natural didn't make it, and the natural, those other ones I mentioned didn't make it. I mean, it's- Hoosiers. Yeah, surprising. Right, Beaches. There you go. Yeah, it just speaks to Last Temptation. It just speaks to what an amazing career this woman's had. Hannah and her sisters. There you go. The right stuff. I know. I mean, this you couldn't you couldn't make a movie without running into Barbara Hershey. That's right. In the eighties and nineties. That's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I'm glad we did that, buddy. That was fun. It's a good segue into some ISS news. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some some ISS news for you. NASA's Expedition 63 began in April of 2020 and ends, or ended, I'm sorry, in October of 2020. Huh. This expedition focused on the investigations on biology, earth science, human research, physical sciences, and technology development. Huh. Providing a <laughs> foundation for continuing <laughs> human spaceflight beyond low Earth orbit to the moon and Mars. Oh, going to Mars, baby. How do you like it? I like it. Would you? So, ha, so, th- so they they left Earth in April. So it was just like right after everything shut down. <laughs> right, right. And the planet was in dire straits. Uh huh. Right. 
virus is killing people on every continent. Right. These three, Chris, Chris Cassidy, Anatoly Ivanishan, and Ivan Wagner, <laughs> they just get sent up to the space station. How about it? And then they come back in October. Yeah, that's not good. That's crazy, right? Yeah. They must have been thinking like, well, by the time we get back, that whole thing will be <laughs> sorted. This sorted. Yeah, this will be done. It'll be over. This will be great. We don't have to worry about a thing. Exactly. And then they come back and they're like, nothing has changed. They come and then the spikes happen again. Yeah. We're spiking again. Exactly. Unbelievable. I blame these three, actually, <laughs> now that you mention it. I'm glad they came back for election day, though, that they could get out they're there and here, vote. It gets bad. They leave. It gets a little better. Then they come back and it gets worse again. Yeah, it uh, doesn't reflect well on them. I'm looking at you, Anatoly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, they're up there with the stars, and we got a little astronomy to get to. Fantastic. We got a Messier object, buddy. Yes. M63, a magnitude 8.5 galaxy in the constellation Canis Venatici. <laughs> Caney's Venatici. Ah, that's a great one. <laughs> Caney's Venatici. It's, it's a great constellation. It really is. I mean, if you're if you're going to a constellation, you might as well go to Fanny Camerson. Caney's Venatici. I looked up the pronunciation and everything. <laughs> Caney's Venatici. I ca- I ca- I paused just so I was make I'd make sure that I got it totally right. Yeah, I can see why you would have to pause. It is also known as the Sunflower Galaxy. Oh, that's nice. That is nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sunflowers. He doesn't like sunflowers. Man, I love a good sunflower. Right? Those fuckers get huge. I feel like you had one in your like alley between your house and the other house. Yeah, I did. We grew a bunch of sunflowers out there. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, didn't we grow a bunch of that? <laughs> we did. It came in. Yeah, you know, they came in, you know. <laughs> they killed it. We put them in the ground. <laughs> we did. They fucked it up. They did. They killed the flower. They, they, now we stuck with this. Stuck with this shit. This shit. Yes. yes. And we have an NGC, buddy. Fantastic. Uh, bayonets and epaulets and some other stuff <laughs> in the new general catalog. That's right. NGC number 63, a spiral galaxy in the constellation Pisces. Ah, that's fun. You like a Pisces, right? Yeah, and I especially like a spiral galaxy, as you know. I do, I do know that. I do know that. Yeah. Everyone knows that. I mean, that's one of the things about me that's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I can't hide it, you know? Well, it's on, yeah, it's on your t-shirts. That's right. It's yeah. on, everybody knows I it. I wear my spiral galaxy on my sleeve. But <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> that bumper sticker tells everyone. Exactly, yeah. You know, my other car is a spiral galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> my spiral galaxy is uh, an honor student. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. My spiral galaxy beat up your honor student. (laughs) (laughs) I love those. Those seem like sane people. That's right. Make America spiral again. I have one of those on my... Oh, it's spiraling, baby. (laughs) That's true. We got that covered. Like a toilet. That's right. That's right. Down the old drain with with America. We got some General 63-ery. I love this. Yeah, I know. It's kind of my favorite part, too. 63 is the code for international direct dial phone calls to the Philippines. Oh, that's nice. It is. It's good to know, right? Yeah, that's great. Call down there. See what's see what's popping. <laughs> I 
I have a friend. I have a friend who's Filipino, and I'm, and he talks a lot on on social media about oh, I just talked to my mom and this and that, blah blah. And they're back in the Philippines, so I imagine he's dialed sixty three many times. Many, 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 many. Times. Yeah, that's exciting. Now I know. It. What's crackalacking down there? Is anything good? Is it good? Is it all good? What's the story? Philippines is awesome. I guess <laughs> I've never been there, but it seems like it should be pretty awesome. No, I would imagine it'd be cool, right? Yeah, down there in the in the tropics or whatever, you know, like the. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, warm it up. Cut yeah. your jeans off. Call it a day. That's right. Right? That'd be awesome. 63 is also the hull number of the U.S. Navy's aircraft carrier, the USS Kitty Hawk. Oh, there you go. Commissioned right here out of the Naval Yard in Philly. Is that so? It was back when it was commissioned. How about that? Yeah, right here. Took Launched from right here, like literally at That's Stone's Throw Away. My grandmother worked at the Navy Yard in uh, Philadelphia. As Get the fact. fuck out of here! Yeah, that's right. I work at the Navy Yard every every time we do the Fringe Festival. They do they do a show in one of those hangars down there. Well, how about that? I work down there all the time. Fantastic! It's so much fun. <laughs> no, it, it really is. It, yeah, really it's fun? like a, the change of venue is really interesting. That's yeah, and I'm to sure see it like is. like twenty or so like decommissioned battleships just all in a dock is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. That is crazy. Um, 63 is the number of groats in a guinea. Oh, yeah. Are groats. you familiar with British pre-decimal <laughs> currency? <laughs> I've heard of groats in a guinea. Groats I, in a guinea. I didn't know there were 63 of them, though. <laughs> it's like pigs in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I love all those... Old English, all those old English denominations of coin are hilarious, though. Like yeah, I didn't know much about them. I did a little research on after I read Groats in a Guinea, <laughs> and I was like, British pre-decimal currency is crazy. It is crazy, and you it's hear really people, nuts. You see people in movies or whatever, be like, "What three guineas? What are you out of your mind?" You know, and I'm like, I have no concept <laughs> if that's a lot or a little. You know what I mean? When when little pigs were used as currency. It's 189 groats, but I still don't know how much that is. Yeah, it was it, it, like the the amounts of the amount of groats in a guinea changed like seven times, like they didn't even keep that steady. It's crazy. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I love uh, it. Groats in a guinea. <laughs> I bet you Glenister knows a little something about groats in a guinea. He might, yeah. Right? Yeah, he gets his groats into a lot of guineas, I imagine. <laughs> Don't get your groats in a guinea. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that a lot. That's really good. It is good. Um, 63 is a card game popular in Carleton County, New Brunswick, <laughs> which is a really small surface area to call a game popular in. That is very specific. It is, right? Yeah. One county in New Brunswick, and that's In New it. Brunswick. Everywhere Love this card game. Everywhere else, that game is shit. They don't even know it exists anywhere else. <laughs> it's crazy. 63. 63. Is it just like 21 with three decks? I imagine it's something like that, yeah. Huh. I, d- I didn't do any further research, but it has to be something like that, right? I don't know. It has to be. It's hilarious, whatever it is. <clears throat> the Stoner 63 is a machine gun. Oh, wow. The Stoner 63 is a 5.56 by 45 millimeter NATO modular weapon system. Yikes. Listen to what this thing can do, buddy. Okay. Using a variety of modular components, it can be configured as a rifle, a carbine, a top-fed light machine gun, a belt-fed squad automatic machine gun, or a vehicle-mounted weapon. Whoa. 
It is known by such call letters as the M63, the XM22, the XM23, the XM207, and the MK23. Wow. It was designed by a gentleman named Eugene Stoner <laughs> in the early 1960s. That's wild. Yeah, isn't it? I like, you know, I like the idea of like modular things, like things that you can snap other stuff into and it gives it new functionality sure, or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, not so sure about a gun, though. That's why there's like uh, 8,000 Ikeas on the East Coast. <laughs> right, right. You know, we all yeah. love modular shit. Take we it do. apart, put it back together. Yeah, it's fun. Here's an Allen key. Make that rifle a top loader. That's right. You know what I mean? Make it a belt feeder. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Mounted on the Jeep. Let's go. I like it. It's very innovative. Yeah, I forgot the Allen key, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Stoner 63. How about that? If you're, if that you're looking, would be my weapon of choice if I chose weapons at all. Well, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I thought maybe that sounded right up your alley. <laughs> The old Stoner 63. The old Stoner 63, and I love the modular nature of it. Yeah. I really do. That's really fun. Yeah. A, a weapon for any occasion. <laughs> All in one, baby. That's right. You can kill one person or you can kill hundreds, It you know, it, however you want to do it. You know, That's it right. doesn't matter. That's know? right. Yeah. It's the great. choice is up to me. That's right. Yeah. 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 I'm sick of the gun manufacturers telling me how many people I get to kill with their weapon. That's not right. I want to decide. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. That's <laughs> From my cold, dead hands. <laughs> uh, 63 is the number of chromosomes found in the offspring of a donkey and a horse. Aww. A dorse. What? <laughs> or a honky. <laughs> Try to go high road. I'm surprised there's not a name for that. I thought... Maybe there would be some... Isn't there a name for that? A donkey and a horse hybrid? Like what? There's got to yeah. be a name for it. Dorse. <laughs> Nobody calls it a dorse. I can't believe you're eschewing dorse. <laughs> How Doris, could you, buddy? Doris the dorse? Dorse. I don't know. Honky? I'm gonna I type, would call it a honky. <laughs> I'm going to type into Google the words, what do you get when you cross a donkey with a horse? A dorse. We'll see what we got. All right. Can't wait for that answer. Oh, here we go. Wikipedia says it's a hinny. Yeah. Hinny. All right. And Wikipedia also says it's a mule. Really? A mule is the offspring of a male donkey, a jack, and a female horse, a mare. Oh, there you go. So we already had a name for it. Yeah. Well, I like dorse better than donkey or hinny. Or mule. Mule is the the one. Oh, right. Mule. Yeah. A mule. Mule. Muling and puking in its mother's arms. <laughs> mule. Okay. All right. Mule. Great. Mule. There you go. We did it. Solved it. And uh, finally, in the 63-ery, the class of 63 was a TV movie starring James Brolin in 1973, the year of my birth. Wow. That's fun, huh? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that TV yeah, movie TV starring movie, James Brolin. Uh, you know, I mean, I know you've seen some far out shit but <laughs> 63 class of 63 never heard of it no i haven't either i like jimmy brolin though do you yeah, yeah. you don't love him yeah i mean no i think i yeah i do like him i don't love him i don't love him let's put it that way i like All him right. but i don't love him that's fair i thought he made a nice comeback though late in his career like he's really good in um catch me if you can as this 
scuzzy uh, guy who runs the, you know, VFW or whatever. I'll he is. buy that. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Perfectly cast in that one. And of course, yeah, he's, I mean, ma- he's he's married to Babs of course. forever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. Married to Babs. Sure. Mrs. Mrs. No, he's Mr. Streisand. He's Mr. Streisand. That's right. Mm. Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah. Because she's nutty as a fruitcake. Yeah. 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 No question about it. Yeah, for sure. That's got uh, to be fun t- hanging around that household. I can't imagine it's fun. <laughs> I can't imagine Babs is any kind of fun. <laughs> oh, she does have a mall in the basement of her house, though. She does, yeah. That's, that's fun, I she guess. She likes to go shopping down there. We could be weird mall kids down there together. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was a weird mall kid growing Were up. Were you? Yeah. yeah, we've talked about this before. Sure. I mean, everybody of our age, that's what we did. You know, your mom, hey, mom, will you drive me to the mall? That kind but of thing. my mom worked at the mall. Oh. Right? So, like, I would go spend, some summers I'd go spend eight hours at the mall just while she was working. In the arcade and et cetera? Uh, often in the arcade, yeah, just being a weird mall kid. <laughs> that's just awesome. Like trying to get away with stuff and, <laughs> you know. Throwing stuff in the fountains, and yeah, running yeah, yeah. away. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like, I was a weird mall kid. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that. Hiding, so, listening to like... the guy at the at the piano store play a piano <laughs> song here and there. Remember when that happened? <laughs> yes. You'd hide in like the next to the fountain. They always had like shrubbery and bushes and stuff. Like you know, you could hide in there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Bank of phone booths. Yeah, <laughs> which, which was crazy. <laughs> I used to play among those. <laughs> All sorts of fun in there. Yeah, weird mall kid right here, buddy. Oh, I love it. Um, speaking of weird kids, the 2001 shoe bomb attempt <laughs> was a failed bombing attempt that occurred on December 22nd, 2001 on American Airlines Flight 63. Oh, wow. Yeah. Guy tried to shoe bomb Flight 63. That's right. Yeah. 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 You remember this guy, Richard uh, Reed? You can't forget it because we still, thanks to Richard Reed, have to take our shoes off every time we go to the airport. It's the Richard Reed clause. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. You're right. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. So and, crazy. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I don't know how effective a shoe bomb is, I got to tell you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You could take the, you could probably take the side out of off an airplane with a, enough plastic to fit in your shoe. I guess you don't need a big hole, I guess, to really fuck you, up an any airplane. Any hole will do, really. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about the Hershey Highway again? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happy to know that Richard Reed was arrested and was is currently serving three life sentences plus 110 years without parole. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It is, right? You wonder if the timing, like if he had tried that at another point in history, if the sentence wouldn't have been so bad. Because he did it right on the tail end of 9-11, like right after right, 9-11. Right, a month later. Yeah. yeah. So if he had just, you know, waited a couple of years or maybe done it sooner, you wonder if he would have gotten maybe just one life sentence. I think Richard Reed is a patsy. For? To make everyone feel better about flying and stuff. Oh, like I look, like we're it. on it. We caught a guy. Right, right. We got this. Right. <laughs> I like it. We caught a guy with shoe bombs. This guy tried to get it on in his shoes, and we caught him. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Seems a little. It always seemed a little suspect to me. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I don't know. It's just well, weird. We're moving into sports to wrap up the hour, buddy. Oh, great. Don't be sad. I'm not. I'm happy. All right. You're excited. Yeah. 
Almost like uh, like uh, kite style happy. Yeah, I'm like licorice and banana split happy. <laughs> My man. <laughs> uh, 63 yard field goals. We've had a lot of them. Yeah. Tom Dempsey, Jason Elam, Sebastian Janikowski, David Akers, all hit 63 yard field goals. Which, if you ask me, is an incredible feat. It really is. And no matter how you do it, you did it in a dome, you did it in the outdoors. I don't care. It's yeah. phenomenal. Kicked by incredible feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. What a move. <laughs> it's nice to see like uh, Janikowski on the list because like, you know, you really wanted every time he came out, you really wanted him to put his whole body into that kick. You know you what did. I mean? And yeah, you did. Because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of that body. He, and is you a, thought, he is a stocky kicker. Yeah, you thought well, if he really gets into one, it's going to go a mile, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they say he routinely hits 70 yarders, or used to. Wow. Um, but never in the game. His nickname, of course, was the Seabass. <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski, the Seabass. That's right. Yeah. Because they're, they're clever in the NFL with the <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, Mr. Michael Jordan scored a record 63 points in a Bulls versus Celtics double overtime NBA playoff game in 86. Yeah, sure. I will have you know that the greatest American sports franchise won that particular playoff game despite Jordan's heroic efforts. Oh, is that right? That's right. Oh, yeah. That was when, how was that? that yeah, was... Bird had uh, 30, 11, and 9 that game. So, oh, like, pretty good. It had the better game, in my opinion, obviously, but um, yeah. Squeaked it out in double OT, baby. Nice. But after that game, Bird was fa- famously quoted as saying, like, uh, I think he got caught up in his cape or something like that, something along those lines. Oh, that's not good to say about Jordan. No, it was he was calling him Superman. Oh, okay. Like, essentially saying he hadn't ever seen anything like it before. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I took it the wrong way. Like the Jordan. Yeah, well, Bird was a classic trash talker. So right, exactly. Yeah, from yeah. on that. Yeah, and yeah. that Jordan would take anything anyone said about him as trash talk. Yeah, and use right. it as motivation for the next game. So I still, I still watch him watching things that people have said about him from that documentary, <laughs> <laughs> and it brings me such joy. <laughs> I just love how that's so so conceited and pompous. It's great, <laughs> so great. Um, let's see. Uh, cricketer Philip Hughes died during a match. Whilst on a personal score of 63 runs. Wow. How about that? That sucks. That's <laughs> uh, uh, heartbreaking. The guy died. I mean, died. it really is. It really is. You don't even know the half of it. I mean, I guess if you die doing what you love, but I mean, I don't know. I guess. But listen to this. On the 25th of November, 2014, Hughes was hit in the neck by a bouncer. Oh, boy. During a Sheffield Shield match at the Sydney Cricket Ground, causing a vertebral vertebral artery dissection. I'm going to let that sink in. Vertebral artery. Vertebral artery dissection. Okay, okay. Nothing. What? No, go on. No, I'm not getting anything out of it. What is it? What am I supposed to get? It dissected his... You're supposed to cringe at how horrible that sounds. (laughs) (laughs) It it dissected his vertebral artery. The arteries running along the vertebrae were dissected. Yeah, so blood is squirting out all inside of his spine. hemorrhaging constantly on his own spine. Okay, fine. (laughs) No, not (laughs) fine! (laughs) 
That's the whole point. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to acknowledge that is far from fine. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> oh my god. Great. <laughs> the Australian team doctor Peter Brunkner noted that only 100 such cases had ever been reported with only one case reported as a result of a cricket ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He died two days later, having uh, been induced into a coma and then never regaining consciousness. Oh, my God. That was two days before his 26th birthday. Jesus. Tough one, right? That is really crazy. Yeah. I mean, you get hit in the neck with a ball. Two days later, you're dead. <laughs> and you're on a personal a run of 63 runs, whatever that means. You're that <laughs> seems pretty good. Right. It does seem good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Imagine if Jordan's got 61, he's going up for a jumper. <laughs> Suddenly, Bill Lambeer elbows him, and he has a vertebral artery dissection. Yeah. And then he's playing the rest of the game with blood oozing all over his spine. He doesn't know it. <laughs> Two days later, dead. I have to say, though, there was one other case of this where a cricket ball caused the same thing. I mean, what, what, what does it take for these guys to start wearing some sort of a neck guard or something in cricket you know like baseball players get hit in the face one time and then they put that that funny thing in front of their Are helmets you call, so you're calling out uh, a cr cricket knowledge that i didn't know about you're saying this has happened more than once you read it you said that in the thing you said it happened one other time no no it has only happened one time as a result of a cricket ball so this was the one time this was the one time oh yeah. okay i misunderstood out of the hundred times that this has happened this sort of vertebral artery dissection <laughs> A hundred times reported cases once. Cricket ball. <laughs> what a cricket ball. Gotcha. So this was the only one. So if I was Joe Piscopo, I'd say, <laughs> my mother caused vertebral artery dissection in me once. <laughs> once. once. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, fine. So, But I still say one guy died from it. They should be, having, they should be wearing some sort of neck protection. You think neck protection is in order? I think it is. I don't want to die of a vertebral artery dissection. Yeah, but you're caused not by playing a whole ball. lot of cricket, right? I, I don't mean... play any cricket. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the rules. Come on. That's a wicked googly. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's all we know about it. I liked how googly. he was hitting the neck by a bouncer. Yeah, what? I mean, it didn't even hit him directly in the neck. It must have bounced up and hit him in the neck. Well, you know, sometimes a ball can pick up speed after after a recoil. That's true. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I feel bad for Philip Hughes. You seem to not give a fuck. <laughs> You're like, yeah, enough about that poor guy. Where's the neck protection? <laughs> I'm just worried about it happening to somebody else. I don't want to yeah, see that, anybody that else does make sense. Yeah. go through the same thing. Let's be proactive about That's it. That's right. Huh? Let's put some safety measures in play, cricket people. That's right. Uh, and then finally, one player has worn the number 63 in my beloved association. Oh, this is good. That is one Mr. Cody Clark. Cody. Who wore it in the 2016 campaign when he played for the greatest ever American sports franchise, the Boston Celtics. Cody Clark. Do you remember Cody Clark? I do remember Cody Clark. He was up for a cup of coffee. And that was it. G-leaguer mostly. Yeah. Yeah. He may still be floating around. It's only four years later. It's true. He could be playing European ball, probably. Something. Right? Europium? Trying to... <laughs> He's over there mining some Europium. <laughs> Trying to break back into the G League. You know, it could happen. Right? Right? I love that. It's, yeah. Go get him, Cody. 
your beloved association's coming back soon, you know. It's like I know, I do know. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest off season ever. <laughs> like two weeks. I know. It's your two great. weeks vacation and then we're starting up again. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say, do you remember I'm it's is horrible of me even I don't remember the young gentleman's name, but do you remember during the bubble there was a young black man who was shot to death? This was after George Floyd. But during the NBA bubble, and they all remember they all boycotted a few games. Yes, yes, during I do. The bubble. Yes, I do. All right. So after that, after that particular incident, the NBA opened opened up like the next week. They they funded and opened up voter registration strongholds in Arizona, <laughs> Detroit, Philadelphia. And I'm just like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love my association so much. Yeah, somebody I know voted at the Barclays Center. Is that uh, right? During the election. Yeah, said it was easy. In and out. They went in. It was like 15 minutes in and out. Great. I, I love Loved the it. NBA. Yeah, it was great. I saw another thing. The, uh, the Indianapolis Colts did the same thing. And I saw they, had, uh, they were giving out T-shirts to people who came and voted. So you Ooh. got a yeah you got a little T-shirt that said "Vote on it" and it had the Indianapolis Colts logo and it was kind of designed and everything really cool. I was like, that's kind of what we need to encourage participation in elections, right? If everybody swag. got a, yeah exactly, give out some swag. If everybody got a free T-shirt, I mean, I have been nearly killed for free T-shirts in my life. <laughs> I remember going to a New York Liberty game years ago when they first started the WNBA. And my wife and I were literally scared for our lives because they were throwing free T-shirts like near us that people were going to maul us to get these free T-shirts. All right. You're, what? you're acting like you're Mr. Innocent over here. What? <laughs> I, I'm just going to take a minute let the people know how ridiculous you get when you see even the slightest glimpse of a T-shirt cannon. <laughs> or a hot dog cannon. You lose add? your freaking mind. <laughs> Well, this is what I'm saying to you. It's an innate behavior in all human beings that when there's a free T-shirt on the line, we all get very excited. So this and is what we need to drive voter participation. Give out a I'm free T-shirt you. at the polls. Everybody will show up. I'm with you. And then you wear it around. You point at the other guys wearing it. You're like, hey, me too. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what all these stickers are supposed to do, but it's just a sticker. Yeah, the sticker's not enough. And maybe we do, you know, because I know there is sort of a team-oriented thing going on. Maybe we do two different colors of T-shirts. So you could have a blue one or a red one, depending on, you know, which way you voted. Now it just seems like you're putting uniforms on for the Civil War. <laughs> hey man, it's coming. We might as well I, get I ready for it. Is what I'm I saying. I just don't know that we should encourage it like this. <laughs> but a free T-shirt. That's all I want. That's all I want. Out, that's out all you ever want. I know. Even uh, jury duty too. Like, why don't I get a? F I I served. I survived jury duty T-shirt. You know that'd be great. <laughs> Walking out there with a free T-shirt. I'll go every week. Guy, you you become ridiculous <laughs> at the sight of a T-shirt cannon. <laughs> crazy to me or a hot dog cannon well yeah sure sure it's not but right now we're not i mean we're not going to give out hot dogs at the voting booths right? why not <laughs> there are hungry people in the world we register you get a red hot dog and you get a blue hot dog <laughs> we register these hungry people to vote and they get a they vote and they get a free hot dog let's do it as long as it's a plump and delicious ballpark frank <laughs> 
<laughs> that's right. And we can have we can have vegan dogs. We can have some. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you better had some field roast hot dogs there for people. Yes, you know? that's a phenomenal brand of hot and dog. Don't I know it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> well, all right. We got a lot of ideas about the way to innovate the election process. Yeah, let's get on this, people. Come we got on. hot dogs and t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-point I mean, plan, really. What is more American than hot dogs and t-shirts? I mean, come on. No, you're right. You're right. It's a two-point plan, and I think it's easily executed. <laughs> if 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 only the the Boston Tea Party had been hot dogs and t-shirts, then it would have made more sense. Right, and we could still call it the Boston Tea Party. There you go, because they're tea shirts. Tea shirts, right? That's right, exactly. Because yeah. Americans don't want tea; they don't drink tea. That's for the ball. That's for the English. Get that shit out of here. What that's we right. do want is hot dogs and t-shirts. We, we, we do want t-shirts. That's for damn sure. God damn it, we do. I'm wearing. Well, one. All right. When, how how we? What, what's our first step? <laughs> I don't know. We just somebody is do it. Is it just you and me driving around polling booths? I guess, and with with a t-shirt cannon. Make a like make a little potato gun style T-shirt cannon. Yeah, I love it. You could a little make pneumatic that. cannon. Sure, I yeah. made them. I made t- I made so many potato guns when I was a kid. <laughs> Have you ever made a T-shirt cannon? No, but it's the same principle. <laughs> See, you I, just instead of potato, you put a T-shirt in there. <laughs> All right, I think we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, 2020. Here we come. I can't no, wait. wait. This is 2020. Wait. 2024, here we come. We'll see you at the polls. <laughs> That's right. Actually, we should try this out. We Maybe we could try this out in Georgia for the two runoff elections. Georgia does need a little hand down there. That's right. We could go down there and start shooting T-shirts We could people. head down there, start firing <laughs> off some T-shirts, <laughs> really drum up the interest. I'm telling you. Stacey <laughs> Abrams, we're looking at you. <laughs> we're coming for you. No, and we're not bringing for T-shirts, you. not Can for we, you, with you. We're coming here. We're coming huh? to help you, is what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. yes. And we're bringing Thank a you. T-shirt cannon or two. Guy gets so excited about T-shirt cannons. <laughs> Everyone now he's does. Coming for Everyone the good does. people. Everyone gets excited about it. There's no, th- not. It's not like you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's American. That's who we are. <laughs> it's deep in our blood. It's true. Yeah. It is true. That's the way we do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we done with that? We are so done with that. Okay. <laughs> well, we have quite the PDB ahead of us, I think, so uh, we better get right into it. It's the biggest, baddest one ever. So we took Grace and we ratcheted it all up, and we we said, Grace, you got to finish this thing now. You got to you got to sprint to the finish line here and get it all done. So right. she's she's doing that. She's we really need negotiable papers. <laughs> That's right. So she is really cranking on on getting this thing uh, out the door and finished for good, and tying up all those loose ends and putting bows on them. Uh, it's a very exciting time to be part of this podcast, buddy. You said that earlier, and I, I, I and I mean it. <laughs> I, I'm amazed that you mean you, you mean it's, you're excited to end it. Well, I mean it's an exciting time. How, how however you want to break it down from there is up to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm super excited that it's almost over. Maybe, or maybe I just need to know what's going to happen. Th- that is exciting to to you know find out what's going to happen because every week we ask ourselves like oh my gosh what are they going to do and blah blah what blah will happen next that's right yeah and uh, I guess we're we're on the verge of finding out 
with some finality what's going to happen to all of our favorite characters. Well, we better get into it. All right, let's do it. Meanwhile, nestled in a clamshell-shaped booth deep within the bowels of the China Bowl rest, Arant. I hope this doesn't take too long. I got to get that back to Moribund Acres by 9.30. Jesus fucking Christ, George. Oh, don't worry about me, guys. If I'm late, I'm late. What are they going to do, kill me? Pass me some more of that fucking duck sauce. Good evening, gentlemen. You're late, Nabody. Forgive me, but where is Mr. Levine? And who is this stranger? Oh, don't worry about it. That's just my dad. Shelley's end is his own concern. We got another guy to fill in for him. Uh, good to meet you. Beware, gentlemen. My employer does not appreciate last-minute changes to our arrangement. Nonetheless, I understand from my telephone conversation with Mr. Moss that you have given my proposal its due consideration. That's absolutely right. Now listen to me, Nabody. We'll steal the fucking lead whacker for you, but we want 50% up front now. Oh, is that so? That's awfully presumptuous of you. Oh, yeah? Well, why don't we go out in the back alley and, you know, talk it over? Yeah, talk it over. Hey, Pop, could you pass the brass knuckles? Oh, dear. This is... this is most irregular. Evening, gents. Shouldn't you boys be out on a sit? Those leads ain't gonna close themselves, you know. Glenister. Wait, what the fuck? Wait a minute, wait a minute. But I thought he was you, and you were him. Uh, how can you both be... What, him? Who, this fucking guy? Who is he? Ichabod Mephistopheles Nabodi, at your service. I am nobody. Ha <laughs> ha! What a stupid fucking name. Hey, Glenister, come on, will you? Glorious Girdles closes at ten. Let's scoot. All right, all right, Shell. Keep your fucking pantyhose on. Dave, what is going on? Shut the fuck up, George. Now then, gentlemen. You shall be compensated when, and only when, the lead whacker is safely in the hands of my employer. You have 24 hours. Don't fail me. Dave. Dave, what are we going to do? Shut the fuck up, George. I'm thinking. Hey, could somebody pass me the Mugu guy pan? Meanwhile. I'm seeing that light. That light at the end of that tunnel that calls to you. Calls to you like a woman. Like a dancer named Gail. Who can't understand why you're friends with some jag-off cokehead Jew lawyer. He saved my life, Gail! Time to go towards the light. Hey, Mr. Roma! Shut the fuck up, Charlie! Okay. That's it. This shit's dead. The story of Ricky is F-I-N Fiend. The deal is done. Am I talking about the deal? You're goddamn right I am. And it's done. God's going to sign that final contract. Taking that contract to the bank. No way this one gets stole. This contract is already en route. 
The balance is due, Rick. Time to finance the fiddler. Time to pay the piper. Time to settle the score. Three business days are up. I don't understand. Fuck it. Heading to the light. My final sit. The end of the deal. Doctor, doctor, uh, please. Uh, Ricky doesn't look right. Something's happening to him, Doc. What's the deal with guys in comas? I mean, one minute they're lying there, peaceful as a sleeping beauty. Next thing you know, they're deader than Hubert Humphrey. What's up with that? But seriously, I'm sorry, Mr. Link. I don't think he has much time left. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, listen, uh, Mr. Jim, I know this is rough on you. Uh, we got to get this wedding going before it's too late, though. We, we do? Look, hon, the only thing I need before we can start is what color you want for the cocktail napkins. Wait, the what? Yeah. Do you like the golden rot or the canary? Just pick one, hon. Yeah, uh, Mr. Jim, uh, which one would Ricky like? Uh, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, God. You see that, Charlie? Some part of the world still cares what color the cocktail napkins are. Meanwhile... Are they all here? All but two. I'm going anyway. Listen up, you cocksuckers. Tonight's the final night of this month's sales contest. Consulting the big board, I see the lead whacker currently leads 379,000 to zero. Roma, zero. Levine, zero. Moss, zero. Arano, zero. But that was, you know, expected. Bunch of fucking nonsense. Fuck you, your nonsense. You can't even close one fucking deal in a goddamn month. Donaldson's empty seat did better. Not, not better. I mean, it, that's uh, technically a tie. How do you call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? Get the chalk. Get the chalk. I did it. I closed the cocksucker. Get the chalk. Put me on the board, Bob. Put me on the lead whacker board. What the fuck are you on about, Levine? Eight units. Mace of you. You sold eight mace of you? <laughs> you bet your ass. Who? <laughs> Danny Pervalowski. Fuck, I had him on River Glen. <laughs> hey, Glenister, $82,000. 12 grand in my commission, huh? And out of what? Senior Transvestite Lover Magazine subscription leads. Congratulations, Shell. But, you know, I'd like to think I had a little bit to do with it. You put me on that fucking board and give me two more leads because I am going to close them both. Now, come on, fellas. We're on the board. We can catch that lead whacker. We're back. We got our balls back. Will you shut the fuck up? And why the fuck are you wearing a dress? It's called salesmanship, Dave. You ought to try it sometime. Shelly the cross-dresser Levine. That's great. Yeah, real great. Now you're only behind by $300,000 with only a few hours left in the contest. You got no chance. No fucking chance. Bunch of fucking nonsense. Glenister, get in your office. I got a watch I need to show you. This fucking arsehole. Just look at the second hand on this thing. He's right, you know. We can't catch the lead whacker. I guess our time has come. We're obsolete. Fuck that shit, George. 
What we got to figure out is how we're going to get the lead whacker out of here with these two hanging around our necks like vultures. Why would we steal it now? What's the point? The point is so we don't get fucking killed. That's the fucking point. Well, there may be some way to stop that lead whacker from selling. Stop it. We can't even slow it down. Did anybody hear what I fucking said? Nobody is going to whack us. Wait a minute. George, what, what did you just say, George? I don't know what I say. We can't stop it. We can't even slow it down. That's it. Oh, George, you're a fucking genius. A fucking genius. I am? That's great. Stop fucking around, Shell. What are you doing? Trying to buy us some time. Oh, please, still be there. What the fuck are you looking for? Got it. What is it? This ought to give that fucking lead whacker something to chew on. All right. In you go, little lead card. Wow. In you go, little lead card. There it is. In you go, little lead card. What is going on? (laughs) Shelly put some kind of lead card into the lead whacker. Right. I wonder what it is. What is it? That I don't know. Mm. We'll have to find out another time, I suppose. Or we could surmise. We could surmise, but you know, I wouldn't I would I would hesitate to surmise lest it ruin the surprise. Oh, that was good. I would hesitate to surmise <laughs> lest it ruin the surprise. Yeah, you stumbled right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. <laughs> um but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, well, that there's was a lot an going integral, integral scene. It was a lot going on there. Oh my god, huge! That is not like restroom break style scene. You want You're gonna want to stick in there. You know, stick in there. You know, if you're at the movies, you gotta pee real bad, but you don't know when to leave. You yeah, know? you're not leaving there during this. No, you no, you're riveted. You forget you have to pee. That's how riveting this. That's is. right. Well, this is the big finale. You know what I mean? Is what's happening. So you can't you can't leave during that. You're just gonna miss out on stuff. Yeah. Would you pay your money for? Exactly. Moron. <laughs> don't drink so much soda. <laughs> fucking idiot. Butter your popcorn thoroughly so you don't have to go out and re-butter it during the movie. Pre- pre-butter it and then re-butter it. <laughs> <laughs> but do all that before the movie starts. That's the key. That's right. Yeah. Be prepared. That's right. All yeah. right. You got any highlights you wanted to call out here in, uh, in all of that? I mean, as, the, as, I, as we went through it, you know, it, every highlight got, got superseded by the next one and I just couldn't keep track. So I think it's like always, it's just best to start at the top. Okay. And that's the sign of a good ending, right? Like you're seeing this sort of rising action, this like... There is some rising, rising action. Yeah, it's, things are really getting hairy here. So I guess last time when we left off with George and um, and Dave, they were talking about uh, who who is, who is Nabodi, right? And Dave surmised that it was Glenister in disguise. Right. And now we pick up with them here in the rest, as we heard from this, that all of a sudden we have a narrator for some reason. Well, I mean, it always helps to wrap things up. <laughs> get, get a couple of voiceovers going, get a narrator going, yeah, you know? It does help, especially when things are moving as quickly as they are here. You know, this is fast moving right. stuff. We need, you know, right. it's going back and, and the, forth. And the voiceover narrator that we've talked about the most has been this justice league guy <laughs> right that's right <laughs> from the 1970s cartoon version right saying meanwhile 
Meanwhile, <laughs> that guy, <laughs> who is great, by the way. I mean, he. Well, I mean, guy. we nailed the, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, that's right. So right, it's, it's fantastic. It is. But meanwhile, we're in nestled. <laughs> we're nestled in a clamshell-shaped booth, deep within the bowels of the China Bowl rest. Orant. Orant. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, and so George and Moss and, and George's dad are there sitting at the, at the like a, you know, round booth kind of having their chiny foo. And um, is that offensive? Is it? I hope not. I, I think maybe you want to just back off of that one for a little <laughs> okay. while. I mean, they're Chinese food. Yes. And uh, waiting for, I guess, waiting, they're waiting for Nabodi to show up. Right. And uh, so George hopes it doesn't take too long because he's got to get dad back to moribund acres by 930. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, the retirement home, one assumes. Yeah. That sounds like a retirement home name for sure. Right. Right. But George's dad's like, oh, don't worry, guys. If I'm late, I'm late. What are they going to do? Kill me? No biggie. Uh, and then. It's got to feel good. You know, when you're when you're of that age, you are be like, this. What the worst? What's the worst going to happen? Die? That's right. I'm going to die in like a week. <laughs> I am officially unpunishable now. <laughs> exactly. I'm so old that I supersede any punishment. That's going to be nice. <laughs> it is going to be nice because you, you can blame so much stuff on just being old. That's like, right. Just ask for the most ridiculous shit. <laughs> you know, be That's a real dickhead. Totally. totally. Heat my sandwich up. <laughs> Wait, what? Heat my sandwich up. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> and then somebody will do it. Like, he's old. That's right. <laughs> They'll feel good about helping me out. I have a warm sandwich. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, and then the shadow man shows up, Nabodi, and uh, he, he he's wondering about where where Shelly is. Why isn't Shelly with them for this meeting, apparently, which was re- prearranged. You always get you always get a little thrown if the people who are established to be at a meeting, uh, different people are there. You you gotta. That's not something you can let slide. Yeah, that's not good. That's not cool. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. he rightfully asks who the stranger is. Who the fuck is this? Right. Exactly. Right. And George reassuringly reassures him. Oh, don't worry. It's just my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that George brought his dad. Is it? Yeah. Why? You know, it's nice they get to spend time together. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, he was probably like, Dad, I got to go meet this man. I was having a meeting at a restaurant. <laughs> I get this. I invented meetings in restaurants. <laughs> I'm so tired of the green jello they save here. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, exactly. Dad gets a little China food. Right, exactly. Maybe you take the old man with you for once, Tom. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah, that would be nice. So yeah, he brings brings him along. But yeah, you're coming to the rest. That's great. <laughs> they love it. They do love it. They, they love. Yeah, if you're in a nursing home, there's nothing better than getting out for a meal or a, a little trip somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially at a restaurant, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Get some like, real that's food the in best. there. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, Moss explains uh, Shelley's end is his own concern, and they got another guy to fill in for him. Which I, I guess he's mentioned talking about George's dad. Talking about George Sr., <laughs> right. sure. <laughs> Who yeah. says, good to meet you, <laughs> Nabodi. But the, Nabodi's not very happy about this because, like you said, it's not good when you show up for a meeting and they've changed the arrangement or whatever. No, We don't like surprises and things like this. You know, yeah, it's that's, bad business. Yeah, it's bad business, exactly. But he kind of puts it aside and says, you know, nonetheless, 
it sounds like you guys have thought over my proposal and you're ready to agree. So it seems like that's what this meeting was about, that the guys were going to come and say, yes, okay, fine, we'll steal the lead whacker for you. Right. But meanwhile, meanwhile, (laughs) we we know that Dave has an ulterior motive, which is to uh, kidnap the shadow guy and beat it out of him that he's actually Glanister in disguise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Moss says, "Look, I'll, sure, we'll we, we'll steal the lead whacker for you, but we we want fifty percent up front now, trying to sort of goad Glenister into making a mistake, perhaps." Uh, and the Shadow Man says that's very presumptuous. And then Moss says, "Okay, well, why don't we go out in the back alley and you know, quote unquote, talk it over?" Yeah, which I think is a euphemism for beating him up and kidnapping him. Yeah, I mean, he all but cracked his knuckles when he said it. Right. <laughs> and George backs him up. He's like, yeah, talk it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he immediately kind of lets the cat out of the bag because he's like, hey, I, hey, Pop, could you pass me the brass knuckles? Pass me the brass knuckles. <laughs> I never, I, uh, I love George Arano with all my heart, but I don't want him to be the guy standing behind me if the shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, talk it over. <laughs> I don't I don't need that. That was like the best he could come up with, too. You know what I'd I mean? Be just like just George. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> The best he could do was just repeat what the other guy said. You know what I mean? Like right. He couldn't come yeah. up with anything else. Totally. Yeah. Um, so this this seems very irregular to the Shadow Man. And then, big surprise, strolling through the rest are Glenister and Shelley on their way somewhere. Right. And they come, Which is a huge shock to us as an audience. Exactly. And they come over to the table. Right. And Glenister says, Evening, gents, shouldn't you boys be out on a sit? Those leads ain't going to close themselves, you know. And now Moss is very concerned because he's seeing right there in front of him the two guys he thought was one guy. How could it be if he's, oh my God. <laughs> I had it all wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so George, both he and George go through this whole like, but you are him and he is you and you are me and me and you and whatever, you know, any kind of deal. <laughs> right. And Glenister's confused. He's like, well, who, who's this fucking guy? And Nabodi introduces himself. And Glenister immediately puts it together that even though he's Ichabod Mephistopheles Nabodi, that his initials and his last name spell I am nobody, which he thinks Put is it, hilarious. Like, uh, yeah, 2.5 seconds. Yeah. He had it nailed. <laughs> he, did. he totally got it. It took those other idiots, like, what? <laughs> couple of weeks probably yeah of pouring over that business card to finally figure yeah, it out yeah glenister got it right off and he says haha what a stupid fucking name and then shelly busts in he's like hey glenister come on will you glorious girdles closes at 10 let's scoot they can't believe they're heading to the girdle store <laughs> they gotta get to that girdle store he can't go on that sit without a goddamn girdle right right yeah no you're right you're right, Shell. You're right. <laughs> so, so he says, Glenister's like, okay, okay, keep your pantyhose on. And those guys go off to run to the to the girdle store. And now George and Dave are completely confused. And they don't know what's going on because their whole plan is now fucked. So Dave's like, George, uh, George's like, Dave, what's going on? 
Right. He's very concerned. Very very concerned. Do I need these brass knuckles anymore? <laughs> right. Should I talk about talking it over anymore? Are we are we engaging in fisticuffs <laughs> or are we not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, and Moss tells him to shut the fuck up and the shadow man now gets back to business and says you'll only be compensated when the lead whacker is safely in the hands of my employer and then he gives him a deadline you have 24 hours don't fail me so this is threatening it's, yeah it is very threatening it, you feel it you feel the weight of it that's right yeah and 24 hours so now the clock is ticking you know I mean this is like a classic end of the movie thing that happens where they suddenly there's a there's a time bomb and there's something else and there's all of a sudden to heighten the suspense and the action there's a clock ticking you know what I mean to, yeah. to force the action to seem more intense really raises the stakes yeah it does yeah uh, and then the shadow guy leaves and so Dave, now George and Dave again are completely they don't know what to do Dave uh, George is like Dave what are we going to do Dave says shut up I'm thinking <laughs> and then uh, George's dad really only cares about the Mugu guy pan. Well, I mean, it's like you said, over at Moribund Acres, <laughs> they're not serving up the good stuff. You know <laughs> That's what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's going to take Mugu guy pan. Mugu guy pan is the best. And you know, he's going to take some of that home with him, too. You know, so yeah. Eat as much as you can at the rest and then take some home. Yeah. And then it's Chinese food. So you'll be hungry like an hour later. Right. And then you'll have a bunch of extra Mugu guy pan. <laughs> That's right. You put it in your little dorm fridge in your little room <laughs> at the Moribund Acres. That's right. right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. I have never had Mugu, Mugu Gai Pan. Have you ever had Mugu Gai Pan? I don't, think I, I don't think I can eat it anymore, and I never had it when I could. There you go. I don't even know what it is, but it, it's, it's... Why have you not tried it? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess that's why. I'm probably like, you know, when I order Chinese food, I have my usual regulars. You know what I mean? I don't really go out of the... All right. Well, first of all, what's a regular? I don't really go out of the (laughs) scope of my usual stuff, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Well, for me, and I'm I'm a terrible... (laughs) I'm not very adventurous. I'll tell you right now off the bat. Okay. But like if I'm ordering Chinese, I'm either getting the General So's chicken. That's usually like my main course. Okay. Or I'll get a sampling of like uh, appetizers. Things like the uh, crab rangoon, or your uh-huh, your, uh-huh, your boneless uh-huh. your boneless barbecue spare ribs, or some uh, dumplings, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What? I don't. I think you'd like a mugu guy pan. I, I don't know. I, I what I do like about it is it's the most comical thing on the Chinese food <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Right, like it's always, it's like on the, a menu full of comical things. It's like the comedy item that you order at the Chinese restaurant. It does have the funniest words. It really does. The Mugu Gai Pan. I love it. Yeah. Um. And so that was the end of that little bit. <laughs> How do you do your Mugu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun. Yeah, it's it is fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to find out what's in it. Well, wait. well, you're going to love it, and you're going to order it next time you go, and you're going to snicker <laughs> while you do. <laughs> I might. So that was the end of that little scene. That ends, and then the narrator comes back and gives us a big old... Gives us a classic. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. <laughs> and the scene suddenly shifts to uh, the inside of Ricky's mind, and there's Ricky. Here we go. We're in the Roma coma. We're in the Roma coma. And snack, R- snack dab in the middle of it. And Ricky, it seems to be at the end of the, the line here. He sees the light... At the end of the tunnel that calls yeah, to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving up. He's giving up. Yeah. 
right? It's an enticing light too. It's like a dancer named Gail. Like it's like reaching out for him to come and be with her. That's right. That's right. Yeah. A dancer named Gail who can't understand why you're friends with some jag-off cokehead Jew lawyer. <laughs> yeah. She never liked him. Well, I mean, for good reason. <laughs> Kleinfeld. 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 <laughs> he saved my life, Gail. <laughs> Other than that, there's very little to like about Kleinfeld. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I don't know. Come on. You kind of need a cokehead Jew lawyer if you're a mobster. <laughs> But what if you're not? <laughs> Do you really need one? I don't think you so. You mean like if you're Gail? Yeah, or anybody else. I mean, for that <laughs> matter. Yeah, if you're Gail, anybody. I mean, I can understand now what you mean by Gail, Gail not liking him. She had every reason. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But my thinking is if you love Carlito and he saved Carlito, you just he's family. No, the reflexive property does not apply to <laughs> Dave Kleinfeld. A <laughs> equals B does not equal C in this case. Or K. Or K, for that matter. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, I get you. So, I get you. I follow you. Okay. <laughs> but we do get a nice juicy, he saved my life, Gail. That's right. Yeah, he's making the point to whoever will listen. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> but then Rick, uh, Charlie interrupts him with a big old, hey, Mr. Roma. Which is pretty par for the course for That's Charlie. Right, yeah. And But Ricky's not having it. He doesn't want to hear from him. Uh, and he continues on with his uh, his monologue here about how this <laughs> this shit is dead. The deal is done. Is he talking about the deal? He goddamn right he is, and it's done. Are you suggesting that Grace spent too much time on this speech? No. What are you talking about? Is that what you're suggesting? No. What are you talking about? Oh, it just seemed like you were like, and it uh, goes on here, uh, <laughs> continuing to talk about what it's like to be dying. And <laughs> no, I just said the monologue continues. Some more of that here. <laughs> all right. I'm not, I mean, I'm not offended. I had nothing to do with it. I'm just, Grace might be, is all I'm saying. Well, Grace, Grace, Grace. What are we going to do about Grace? Fair enough. Um, and then he talks about uh, the con- taking the contract to the bank. Right. And no way this one gets stole. <laughs> no one this one gets stole. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's contract is en route. I love it. My favorite part is the three business days are up. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's his own analogy, and he still doesn't understand it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to not play the "I don't understand" part. <laughs> it's hard to understand the you know the difference between life and death. You know, when you're right at the standing right before the veil between life and death, it's hard to understand what the heck's going on. You know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And as much as we know he wants to understand it, he says, fuck it. (laughs) He's further letting go. He's like, I'm done with this. I don't even care about three days anymore. That's right. Yeah. It's the end of the deal. Yeah. And then the scene sort of shifts out from Ricky's brain into the greater hospital room surrounding him. There's beeps and shuffling. Yeah, exactly. And there's Jimmy, who looks very upset. Yeah. Uh, And he, he asks the doctor, he tells the doctor that Ricky doesn't look right. And that something's happening to him. So he can looks, see some yeah. changes on the outside that yeah. we just heard about on the inside. And the doctor is uh, a little less than sympathetic um, about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got questions. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the doctor. He should have answers. <laughs> Well, you know what they say. The more answers you find, the more questions you have. I guess so, because he does have a few. He's got a few, including yeah. what, Including what's the deal with guys in comas. 
Yeah, it's really like observational comedy style of medicine <laughs> that he's doing here. <laughs> it really is. Right? He, yeah. He took the hippocomical oath. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so. But you must ask, what's the deal? <laughs> that's right. You must. You have to. I and mean, that's that's science, isn't it? That's what's the, that's the right. basis of science is asking what's the deal with what's the deal with blank. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But seriously though, uh, Mr. Link, it's it looks like he doesn't have much time left, he says. Right. Which is sad. That is really sad. And then uh Russell jumps in, the the, the orderly or nurse. Uh, and speaks of says, listen, Mr. Jim, I know how rough this is on you, but we, we got to get this wedding going before it's too late. Right. Um, and Jim is like, we do. <laughs> <laughs> not, not particularly looking forward to it. But uh, Judy, Nurse Judy is pushing forward with plans for the big wedding. Nurse Judy. She, <laughs> she, she needs to <laughs> I don't know what happened. There. She needs to know uh, before they can start. She needs to know what color Jim would like for the cocktail napkins. I suspect that Judy is Glenister in disguise somehow. <laughs> uh, this again? I mean, uh, come on. This is crazy. What? I think she might be. I don't know. I think Sounded a little like it. They're totally distinct characters. <laughs> Couldn't be further from each other. Totally, okay. absolutely right. distinct. Could have been. You know, he's a master of disguise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he can make himself look and sound like anybody. Exactly, but I mean, to, I mean, you know, I I find them to be totally different. I mean, you know, she Fair looks enough. different, she sounds different. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, she wants him to pick between a goldenrod and canary, and uh, he's having a hard time picking. Russell says, "Which one would Ricky like?" <laughs> and then from inside his own mind, Ricky says, "You see that, Charlie? Some part of the world still cares what color the cocktail napkins are." Right. Oh, that's classic. Classic, yeah. Classic. Oh, it's so meaningful and heartbreaking, you know? It really is, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, wow. I don't even know what to well, say. Well, it seems like Ricky's about to step into the new adventure, the new frontier. That's right. right? And he doesn't care what color the cocktail napkins are at this point. No. How could anybody existence? have ever spent any time caring about what color the cocktail napkins are? Right. When you're facing the veil between life and death, who cares? The, the vast void. That's yeah. right, yeah. And then uh, the narrator comes back. As we switch scene again, scenes again, meanwhile, back at the office kind of thing. <laughs> right. And uh, so it looks, we're back at the office and now there's, it looks like there's sort of like a sales conference going now on. Now there's a sales conference. You know, Blake is there, Glenister and, and Moss and George are all there in the office. Call us in on some fucking sales conference. That's right. Uh, and so Blake starts off like he always does. They all hear, which I guess he can't, he, I mean... It's not, Can't be bothered. There's only four of them. It's not that hard. How many guys you got working here? <laughs> I'm talking to six offices this evening. <laughs> Are they all here? <laughs> that's you know that's an acceptable answer question. Right? I don't know. I I, I mean it's not that hard to count to four. I mean I think <laughs> you should be able to do that if you're Blake. But he doesn't know Donaldson. There's a lot of questions, buddy. There's a lot. There's a lot going on here. So are they cut, all there? Cut Blake some some slack <laughs> on this. No, I refuse. <laughs> So Glenister tells them all of them are there but two. All but two. So it's just kind of like half. He could have, right. he could have also said half of them are here. <laughs> sure. He could have said 0.5 of them are here. <laughs> That's right. 50% <laughs> of them are here. 50% of them are here. Right, yeah. 
Uh, but, you know, Blake, in his usual fashion, doesn't really care how many of them are here because he's going anyway. Right. And uh, so he, he talks about tonight being the final night of the... M- Do you think Blake... Excuse me. Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Do you think Blake has a threshold? Like if if all but three are there, he'll wait? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he waits for anything. Like when is he not going anyway? <laughs> In which case, who cares if they're all here? Right. And... <laughs> Is it just a fucking power play? I think, and does it does the whole scene like? Then, no matter what you say, I'm going to defy it. So does one more guy walk in, and then the scene plays over again? So a guy walks in, sits down. He's like, "They all here now? They all here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think it is a power play. It's just a power play. Yeah. That's what if he says none of them are here? <laughs> like really call his bluff on that. <laughs> nope, not a single salesman is here yet. Are you sure? I see well, a couple of people. Anyway. <laughs> I see. Yeah, sure. I see a couple of people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that'd be interesting to see. It would. Uh, and and you're right. Blake is. I mean, that's all Blake is is a walking power play, right? I mean, that's all he he's is. He's a power play. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a walking pair of hanging balls. <laughs> right. He's just looking for the power play every time. <laughs> that's right. So he talks about tonight being the final night of the sales contest. Uh, and again, so there's another like clock that's been set, right? So tonight's the last right. night and they have 24 hours to get the lead whacker over to Nabodi. Right. <laughs> uh, and so he looks at the big board. Over to Nabodi. <laughs> he looks at the big board and we see the scores and we see the lead whacker has sold $379,000 worth of land. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And the, that's sa- a lot. the sales that's Paul Bunyan style numbers. Yeah, those are big numbers. <laughs> that thing is good, as we know. And the, the salesmen have sold zero because Roma's been in the hospital and the three the other three of them have, haven't done anything. That's right. So, you know, it's not looking good. And you know, and, and Blake gives them a little dig about that was to be expected. That's right, yeah, exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> you got us fucking pitted against the machine. Right, exactly. And now you got to rub it in. Bunch of fucking nonsense. Yeah, Mosk chimes in with a bunch of fucking nonsense. Blake shoots back with a fuck you, you're nonsense. You can't even right. close one fucking deal in a goddamn month. Donaldson's empty seat did better. Well, technically. <laughs> <laughs> technically, it's a tie. George George calls it out. He's like, well, actually, that's a more of a tie. Right. It's very brave. Nobody, nobody's better. Very brave of George to jump in there. You wouldn't think he, he would doesn't. Do that. Yeah, he always. Yeah, he always seems to clam up when Blake's around. Right. But <laughs> and Blake fires off at him. How do you call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? Right. And then up the staircase comes Shelley, dressed yeah. dressed as Grace, <laughs> banging on the door. Get the chalk. Get the chalk. I did it. I closed the cocksucker. Put me on a board, Bob. Put me on the lead whacker board. You know, Bill, it's just, if I can for a minute, sure. it's just good to see Shelly happy again. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely is. You know, good to it's see. like the scene in the film when he comes. Right? You, you know that it's kind of, that it can't. it's too good to be true. You get that feeling. Right. But you're just so happy for him because he believes it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It did feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Get the chalk. <laughs> don't, don't we all just want to yell, get the chalk? That's right. And he's so confident and sure of himself in that moment. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, But everyone else kind of questions him on it, right? So Blake is like, what the fuck are you on about, Levine? Of course. And he explains he sold eight units mace of you. <laughs> 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 Which is, 
somewhere out in the desert, I guess, in Arizona. It's, yeah, right? it's I mean, not like there's no mountain in sight. No, but a mesa. But a mesa. Mesas are cool. Sure. You know? Who doesn't like a mesa? Well, I would love to have a home that looks out on a mesa. You would? Sure. Mesa view? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. I have something I want to show you. <laughs> it may mean something to you. It may not. I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so Moss is like, wait a minute. You sold eight mesa view? And Shelly says, you bet your ass. Love it. George says, to who? Right. And uh, Shelly laughs and says, Danny Pervalowski. Pervalowski. Yeah. That was his name, I guess. That guy. Danny. <laughs> and it's funny. He's got perv right in his name. Perv. Perv. <laughs> yeah. Perv. <laughs> That's. I mean, yeah. But Shelly's in a girdle. He went to Pervalowski's right, house. Yeah. That's, that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. You just shake your head at it and move on. Right. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing you can do about this. But George says, fuck, <laughs> I had him on River Glen. Uh, yeah. Almost had him. <laughs> so close. Wasn't in the right attire. <laughs> He didn't have a girdle. I mean, that's didn't it. Didn't have a girdle. That's the whole thing. The whole thing is the girdle. The whole thing is the girdle. <laughs> and so Shelly goes... Man versus girdle. Shelly goes over to Glenister with the contract, and he's like poking it in his chest. You know what I mean? And he says, $82,000, 12 grand in my commission, huh? And out of what? Senior Transvestite Lover Magazine subscription leads. That's, those are tough leads. <laughs> It's like out getting them out of a phone book. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's so generic. You know, I mean. It, those are tough leads to sell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a segment of the population that doesn't buy a lot of land. Not a lot of land buying. Right? They're renters mostly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but man, that's a great magazine. I mean, I don't know about you, but solid publication. Senior transvestite lover. It's no, yeah, I subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I get the digital version. I don't get the print one. Yeah, you, you know. got to go paperless. <laughs> right, right, that's right. You do. It's good for the planet. Exactly. Uh, and he says to Glanister, "Put me on the board uh, and give me two more leads because I'm going to close them both." And he says, "Come on, fellas, we're on the board trying to get the other guys like pumped up. You know, we can catch the lead whacker. We're back." We got our balls back. Right. Uh, and the, the other guys just aren't having it, unfortunately. <laughs> They're not coming along for the ride, you know? <laughs> Shelly is just constantly jazzed to be having his balls back. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're tucked at the moment, probably. It, yeah, right. Remember. <laughs> it all runs in streaks, though. And he runs in streaks of having his balls and not having his balls. That's right. And when he gets them back, boy, look out. Well, I mean, that's that sounds... he's. Thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, it, it, it does. really does. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Moss says, you know, well, shut the fuck up. Why are you wearing a dress? And Shelly says to him, it's called salesmanship, Dave. You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> it's a fantastic argument. <laughs> it really is. Salesmanship. It's salesmanship. That's right. It's a show. Putting on a show for the, for the client, you know? That's right. Yeah. So, Where does your show end? That's right. Because mine doesn't. <laughs> I'll sell no matter what. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no lengths to which I will go to sell. Exactly. And then George congratulates him with a hearty Shelly, the cross-dresser Levine. That's great. <laughs> George has got one for any occasion. 
<laughs> he does too. Yeah, he does. He's got a that's great for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, and he likes it, he'll tell you. That's right. That's great. That is great. Uh, and Blake reminds them that they're the, even though Shelly made a good sale, they're still behind by nearly three hundred thousand dollars, and there's only a couple hours left in the contract in the contest. Right. So they got no chance. They got no chance. No. It really seems very dire for them. It really does. This is not good. Um, and then Blake wants to speak to Glenister in his office. So <laughs> right. Of course. He says, "Glenister, get in your office. I got a watch I need to show you." Yeah. Which doesn't make Glenister very happy because uh, he's probably seen uh, any number of watches by this he's point. seen a few watches by now <laughs> right, yeah exactly. and blake what do you think what do you think blake has a d- dozen watches oh man okay, what do guys like them have at 20 20 or so you gotta have i mean at least one for every day of the week right i mean that's what goes without saying does that go without saying i would think so you'd have at least seven right i mean because you want to swap them around and stuff oh my god and then, uh, yeah, and then maybe you're right. Then you have, if you have enough for two weeks, then you're really cool because it's like, you know, you're not wearing the same watch. And you definitely have work watches and like going out watches. Oh, right? sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Daytime watches, nighttime watches, that kind so of thing. So you got to at least have five, five or six going out watches. For sure. Right? If you're that kind of guy. That's right. And maybe you would have driving watches. And like walking watches. <laughs> Wait, what's a driving watch? You know, it's it's one that's not going to get caught up on your steering wheel or your sh- stick shift while you're driving. You know what I mean? That kind All of right. Thing. That seems to me like just a watch. <laughs> you got to have your workout watch. You know, Right. You got your smart watches now. That's right. Yeah. You got your analog. Yeah. You got a watch for everything. I mean, for every occasion. It, 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 there's a watch for every that's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of how this works. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, those who are those guys? Where, I don't know. Who, where are you? I haven't worn a watch for years. <laughs> I tried an Apple Watch, and then I I would just never wear it. Like I would forget. I to remember. Put it on. Yeah. I almost ended our friendship over. <laughs> That's right. I walked in with the Apple Watch, and you were like, "Get out, get out." Get out. <laughs> That's right. But it really didn't help me at all. Like it did nothing for me, and then I would I, I would forget to put it on, and so I was like, oh, I'm get rid of this thing well what about now that you're counting your steps and stuff no i just use my phone to count my steps i, I I'm but you did you would you could leave your phone and walk around and you know and it will still clock you i know but uh i'm used to taking my phone like i don't forget Fair my enough. phone Fair so enough. i'm not trying to talk you back into the apple no, of watch. course not but I, it, no. if i wanted something like that i'd just get a simple pedometer you know what i mean to wear on my wrist sure like a garmin machine yeah or something yeah something like that, like that. Yeah. yeah yeah fitbit yes like a fitbit exactly so on <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you wear you don't wear a watch either do you i don't i haven't worn a watch in forever yeah it's uh i think in college i wore watches a lot well we had swatches then, back then and that was like the yeah cool we had thing all kinds do. of cool watches yeah. um and he, i guess now that i think about it i had f- at least five or six of those oh you're one of those yeah guys. i know look at who who's the asshole now zumbo <laughs> <laughs> no but i haven't worn a watch in decades good for you yeah yeah, I like it. I like not being obsessed with time, you know, and ha- constantly having to know what time it is. Yeah, I wish I could say that's why I don't wear a watch. Oh. I'm still checking my phone way too often. <laughs> yeah, for the time. Okay, well, work on that. But thanks, buddy. Yeah, work on that a little bit. You know, if my job allowed it, I would probably try to work a pocket watch into the whole watch situation. Now that I can get behind. I love a pocket. Yeah, watch. Yeah, they're super cool. I have my grandpa's pocket watch right here. I love it. Yeah, I love pocket watches. There, I love pocket watches. I do too. They're super cool. 
So classy. Yeah. It's, a, it's a shame we lost them as a people. It really is. And I like the ones that have the flap open flap. You know, we have flap. Pu- you got to have the flap open. Push button flap. Yeah, that's what I need. Push button flap. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come at me with one that's just, you can just look at it and read the time. Open face. Well, that would be your daily, at, you know, at the factory watch. Oh, okay. So you're going to have multiple pocket watches as well. You got to. <laughs> Well, look at what you're not going to wear your open faced watch to church. You need to fl- oh, flip open lid. <laughs> if you're going out hoofing with the missus, yeah, lid. Oh, li- <laughs> well, then why do you need flip up lid? Where do I wear the open face to work? Is that what that's for? Yeah, work the factory. Oh, okay, okay. You just because you want to be in and out with it. You're not. It's, you're not making a show of it. Gotcha. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> now I do. Yes. <laughs> You want to be modest about looking at the time. It's almost exactly like how we take our phones out of our pockets to check the time now. Yeah, like that's right. Just, you're, it's, you're, you're down, you're over, you're ba- it's back in your pocket before you know right, it. Right, right. Nobody noticed. Nobody even notices. Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah. Um, all right. And in the case of somebody being overly verbose, as I am now, <laughs> you can actually take the watch out and just stare at it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, I got... This has been a lot of time I've been listening to you, man. <laughs> I'm just going to watch the time and see how long <laughs> it look takes. Look at my watch so you realize what a drain on my life you are being. <laughs> if you ever do. If you ever could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so then Glenister and Blake go back into the back office and they close the door. And now it's just the three salesmen in the office. Right. And George is very upset. He's like, he's right, you know, we can't catch that lead whacker. The, our time has come. We're obsolete. Right. He's a uh, negative Nelly, you know, as he as he often is. <laughs> yeah, as he often yeah. is. You're right. But Moss is still on the track of getting the lead whacker and stealing it so that uh, they don't get whacked by Nabodi. So he, he says, I don't know. That's that is his main concern. Right. right. I don't know how we're going to le- get that lead whacker out of here with those two hanging around our necks like vultures. <laughs> right. Right. Which vultures don't do. <laughs> they don't hang around your neck. I don't think they hang around necks. <laughs> I think that's a really funny line. It is though, a funny line, though. That's not what vultures <laughs> do, but it is what Dave Moss does. That's right. <laughs> um, so George says, "Well, why would we steal it now? What's the point? We we we're, we lost. The game is over. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, we're going to jail or whatever. I mean, the the, right. the lead record thing is completely irrelevant now, right?" Right. But Moss is like, no, th- if we don't steal that lead whacker, we're going to get killed. That's even worse than going to jail. That's right. Yeah. So we still have to steal it and avoid going to jail somehow. 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 On the lamb, perhaps. Maybe. Um, but Shelly still got his balls back, and he thinks there's got to be some way that they can stop that lead whacker from selling and somehow still win the competition in the next couple of hours. But George uh, doesn't believe so. He says, stop it. We can't even slow it down. Moss is on about Nabodi is going to come and whack them. Uh, and then Shelley gets an idea. Boing, he's triggered. Right, based on what George said about s- slowing it down. Right. He says, that's it, George. You're a fucking genius. A fucking genius. Classic Shelley. Classic. And so he starts <laughs> rummaging around through his, j- his desk looking for that lead card we talked about. And uh, he, he, after some shenanigans, he pulls it out of his desk. He finds that lead card. And he says, this ought to give the fucking lead whacker something to chew on. In you go, little lead card. And he puts it in. And we hear the lead whacker and see the lead whacker starting to process that lead card. Right. And that's where we left it. (laughs) Right there. 
I mean, that's a boy. What a cliffhanger. That is a marathon. Yeah. And a cliffhanger right? and a cliffhanger of an ending too for this week. Yes, yeah, so, like what is what's what's the lead? Oh, we're not allowed to we're not allowed to surmise. I get it. I get it. All right. Fun. This is fun. <laughs> Erstwhile. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. All right. So we're just going to wait and see what the lead card is. Yeah, I think I think I mean, I would prefer to just like, you know, I just want to ride it out, you know what I mean? I don't want to be Yeah, sure. guessing. No, you why why would we do that? I don't know. That would That's be That's no fun. No. That's no fun at all. It, it, all right. Well, it's a great last episode, buddy. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> it's a long last episode, that's for sure. Is it? Yeah. Uh, are you back to that being that guy? I am. You'd be back to being the clock watching guy? <laughs> we were just talking about watches the whole time, so it got me thinking. That's thinking. So I started <laughs> looking at the clock and, and thinking. I think you can relax, man. Because we're at the end, it's over. It doesn't, Trust doesn't. your feelings. <laughs> Trust your feelings. It doesn't matter anymore. It's just over. <laughs> Trust your feelings. I am. I'm trusting <laughs> that I feel the episode is long enough. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Trust your feelings. I do. I do. I do. To, believe me, I do. I'm, they're very... <laughs> I try. I trust them. It's fine. Good. It's just what good to see you. It's just good to see you. <laughs> it is good to see you. <laughs> That's all. It is good. And you know, next time you take something beautiful and cheapen it by trying to make it quick. <laughs> there was nothing about you, this buddy. episode that was quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you try, but you try to. You try to. What? You're trying to find the ending. You're trying to cut us off here. <laughs> Says the man who, who was like yelling and screaming that we end the whole podcast for weeks now. Yeah, this is this should be over. <laughs> <laughs> we should not be doing this even now. <laughs> At two hours and six minutes in, we should not be. That's doing this. what I'm saying to you. <laughs> but next week we'll we'll be coming to you from the parking lot of Four Seasons Total Landscaping, and that's going to be great. I don't. We're not doing that next week. Why not? Uh because I'm sure they're booked solid <laughs> through the month. <laughs> Probably. There are weddings, yeah. you know. There's and, all uh, kinds of shit there. You know, there's going to be a bris over there with, yeah. with a hedge trimmer. You know, that's right. going to be all kinds of stuff. So Yeah. We're going to shoot Caligula 2 <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, man. I love that place. Yeah. I have to go there and take a selfie like at that place. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought you were saying, I have to go. <laughs> well, that, that too. But. <laughs> I'm going right now. <laughs> I'm getting in the car. <laughs> all right. All right. We can end. We can end. All right. All right. All right. Let's end. Right, I'm let's... sorry. No, don't be sorry. I'm sorry I want to keep giving. <laughs> that makes me the bad guy, I guess. <laughs> all I want to do is give. <laughs> you want to stop giving. <laughs> For the record, that's what's happening here. <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> okay okay i'm right. fine with that okay <laughs> <laughs> all right well well, well i guess that's it then. yeah thanks everybody for listening to all this and uh yeah, yeah we'll be back at you <laughs> next time let us know about the kite thing and the other thing because i want to find out but yeah i'm sorry for whatever of that song you're gonna have to hear i apologize in advance <laughs> if i go and look, for having to hear one single note of i'm it. gonna post it i'm gonna put a link to all those those three terrible songs we talked about and you can go listen Ugh. to them Ugh. Okay. All, right. all right bye everybody bye 